el Todos Hablamos McDonald's Deal. Porque cuando están decidiendo qué ordenar y la tía Carmen te dice... McNuggets, mijo. Y una de las hamburguesas con esa salsita, ¿sabes? Ya tú sabes que eso significa una Big Mac. Y lo sabes porque tú también amas esa salsita. Hay un meal para cada cena familiar en McDonald's. Ordena por anticipado por el app de McDonald's y llévate dos de tus favoritos, como McNuggets de 10 piezas y una Big Mac por solo 6 dólares. Precios y participación pueden variar. Producto individual a precio regular. The Podeskew Podcast is a proud member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Welcome to the Potterskew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero lame mate Rico. What's up, man? Happy motherfucker day. <laughs> that's pretty accurate, actually. I mean, that's what we we re- I referred to it uh, as motherfucker day. Oh, I don't know what fucking episode, but uh, you do. Like, I, actually, it might have been last year. <laughs> it might have been last year's, but uh, we didn't, ex- or we were talking about. Mother's Day or Father's or oh, I don't remember I don't remember the context, but I definitely yeah. refer to it as Motherfucker Day. And you said I like that. And we I did. never pried up again. No. And so here's <laughs> and he, our annual Motherfucker Day uh, episode. And you know what? Maybe I'll just call it Motherfucker Day. That'll be the title of the episode. I don't. I actually was going to propose that, but I I didn't know how you were going to react because like we're very explicit in the title. Yeah, you know? we may maybe not for that, but we'll have to see. Maybe, but we could we could star a couple letters. Yeah, Mother. something like that. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. <laughs> anyway, that said, we're here to talk about motherfuckers. That's basically what we're going to be talking about. That's right. Uh, and not ourselves for once. I um, have you ever fucked a mother? Have you ever fucked a mother? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I have. Technically, I do now. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay, so you are a motherfucker. <laughs> I am. I'm just not in the way that we're going to be using it today. Right. But we're, yes. we're not. We're not fathers. But I mean, I I don't think I've. I think every every one I fucked. Yeah. Just kidless. Think, childless. Yeah. 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 I mean, the irony is eventually they, they some did have kids, but not but for me. Not when you were fucking them. Yes. No. Yeah. I was a pre motherfucker. <laughs> are 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 you the reason they are motherfuckers? Are you a no. would be a motherfucker now? I mean, in the same sense that I may be the reason why some of my exes became like full on lesbians. <laughs> it, it, yeah. That's a whole nother conversation. That's that's actually happened a couple times too. I I would I've dated girls that were bi. And then I would like look at their Facebook and I just, they just went, you know, just went, flat went out. to one side. Yeah. Went they they side. went from one side to the other and, and stuck with it and stayed that way. The other thing is, is a lot of, um, a lot of my exes got married right after me or are in the process of getting married. I have two exes that are getting married after me. Well, I guess, I guess you're, just, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to interpret it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where means. to go there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, none of that is what we're going to talk about tonight, though. 
No, no, no. Today, today, uh, I, like we're having a lot of fun with this already, but we're we're here to talk about fathers, and it is Father's Day weekend, and unfortunately, we didn't plan well, so you won't be hearing this Father's Day weekend. But that's <laughs> what it is. Um, okay, so you know what? Actually, no, you are going to hear this on Father's Day. I will do my thing, and I will make it work. So, yes, you are going to hear I, this I Father's Day weekend. But I also would like to point out, if you are listening to this. And not hanging out with your dad. How dare you? Well, I mean, technically, we put out the day after, so I think I think it's okay. Listen to this with your dad. You and your dad yeah. sit down. Introduce your dad to Potescue. That's right. We I wouldn't. I. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I guarantee you, we we probably appeal more to fathers than we do to mothers. I mean, let's just be real. No, 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 no. We appeal to motherfuckers. Yeah. That is not the same thing as a father or a mother. <laughs> We that's, ref- that's also true. Yeah, none of those things are false. There's not a false statement there. Um, uh, you know, like how uh, Jay and the gang, like I call the uh, what? What do I call them? I call them the. Uh, oh, I forget. I, Jay, help me out here. When you when you listen to this, when you I, hear uh, the, this, yeah, the delinquents or something. I call them something. No, like that. I don't think you've ever called them that. I, I have called them something like like delinquents or, or something. But I think we're just. I think we should just call our fan base motherfuckers. <laughs> That's too generic. We need something more what? specific. Anyway, moving the on. Potescue motherfuckers. Potescue motherfuckers. Um, but uh, no, today today we are going to talk about as much like we did for Mother's Day this year. We're going to talk about TV and movie dads and good ones and bad ones and all that stuff. But before we get into that, um, you had suggested and I agree that we should discuss the passing of somebody who who literally just passed away but two days ago, I think it is now. Uh, um, yesterday. Yesterday? Okay. Uh, Ian Holm. Yeah. Who... E- Bilbo. Lot of, what's that? Bilbo. Bilbo. Well, yeah, see, and here's the thing. You're right. He he is Bilbo from Lord of the Rings. Um, That's not where I know him best from, and honestly didn't even recognize him. Like, when, when I saw the things coming out when he passed about Lord of the Rings, the first thing before I clicked on it and looked at my first thought was that dude wasn't in lord of the rings because like let's be real in the lord of the rings bilbo while a pivotal character is not on screen a long time he's featured in what the first the fellowship and then briefly i think in return of the king in one of the 37 fucking endings of return of the king yes he's, and, he's more feeble and aged the fuck up and also i think a flashback to when Gollum is still Smeagol before he becomes before when but they find that, the ring. No, is that not Ian Holm? No, there's there's a flashback of of him in Fellowship. Oh, um, no, no, no. I'm thinking the flashback I'm thinking of is pre Bilbo finding the ring. I I'm wrong, so that's my fault. Yeah, okay, okay. But and but he also did have a a cameo at the beginning of the Hobbit, right? But he the, the point is that. He doesn't compared to like Frodo and right. it's it just speaking of hobbits like Frodo and Pip and Mary and and Samwise you don't see him nearly as much as them right it's so it's not a story so where I know him best from is a movie we've actually done a commentary on and that's the Fifth Element that's where yeah. I know him the best from Cornelius well see he you know he delivers a line that I still used pretty frequently in my day-to-day life. I mean, it's not every day, but 
But like, if I'm trying to explain something and I'm having some fun with it, you know, I'll be like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, when they're talking about the bomb. It's, 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 I, it's, no, 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 you're not going to tell me it's a bomb. Because <laughs> all these are the bomb, all these hotels have bomb detectors, <laughs> you know, so. um, What's his name? Vito Cornelius? Yeah. 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 So I, that's the character. And that's why when I saw it, I immediately tagged Lilu Multiprops. Yeah. In the death notice. I was like. Yeah. Hey guys, your one of your one of your birthrights is gone here. So. One of your, yeah, one of your background namesakes, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, he he was also. Uh, did you ever see the movie From Hell with Johnny Depp? I have not. I have not. It's all about Jack the Ripper. So Johnny Depp plays Inspector Averline, Frederick Averline. Okay. And so he's like the head of Scotland Yard. He's trying to track down and solve Jack the Ripper. <coughs> Excuse me. It gives and, and Ian Holm is in it. And he is I mean, he the whole the movie itself is kind of gratuitous violence. Sure. But you're kind of expecting that because it's Jack the Ripper. Right. Right. But, but I, I think it was one of those early 2000 movies where it's like we're gonna fucking show the gore because that's the timing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It, I follow. It was around the same time as like Saw and shit, where like movies were getting really especially gory and like you see intestines and hearts and shit. <laughs> um, but he's good in that. Um, huh. He's also for me memorable in Alien. Yeah, I I'm st- I had a feeling you were gonna say that when I saw that on his um, IMDb. Uh, IMDb, yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking at his IMDb, and I have to say, uh, with all respect to him, there's only one, about a two, handful of films you've seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now and they're all after. I'm trying to see when the when the Fifth Element is because that's the only one I can't find a date for. I think that's ninety-seven. Yes. Oh, I'm right. right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Um, I, so I automatically every- want to say ninety-five just because it's the Fifth Element. You know. <laughs> Everything I've seen him in is from 97 forward. I, I have not seen him in anything pre-Fifth Element, personally. Now, that's not... So you've never seen Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? mm Holy shit. That is... Even with... <laughs> Ian Holm plays Dr. Frankenstein's dad, so he's the other... So he essentially is a father, right. you know, in, in cinema, that uh, for a movie that at least I've seen... But Ken Brand, Ken Kenneth Branagh, uh, who's the ultimate Shakespeare dude, and he played Lockhart in, in Harry Potter, um, and he played like the Russian villain or something. Yeah, I, know, in, I know Ken Branagh. Yeah, um, yeah. So he directed and starred in this Frankenstein movie, and it's weird. It is just a weird goddamn movie because Robert De Niro plays the monster. Like Robert De Niro is. <laughs> Interesting. Like, I like, kind of feel like I want to see that now. It is bizarre because when when someone first told me, like, dude, there's a fucking movie where De Niro plays the Frankenstein monster, my immediate thought was like him scrunching up his face and that <laughs> De Niro smile that he does and be like, look at me, huh? I am the Frankenstein monster. What are you going to do, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you fire friend, bad. Oh, like. <laughs> um. I- <laughs> I briefly want to list off the ones I've seen because I can do it very quickly. Um, Fifth Element, of course, the one I know him the most from. 
right. as we already kind of discussed, Lord of the Rings Fellowship and then also Re- Return of the King. And then there's a couple that I've seen. There's actually a couple I've seen all within the same year. Two, one of which I don't. I've only seen one, so I wouldn't remember the other two. I actually didn't realize it was him until like I just saw this and I went, "Oh crap, that is him." So, day after tomorrow is the one I've only seen once. Same, I've only seen that once. Um, Garden State is a movie I really enjoy. I've and also have only, I saw that twice, but I saw it when it came out. I have not seen that movie since I, like I own that movie, so that one you would own yeah. that movie, you, you, know, so, um, you know, ultimate pride, and you know. Well, I also I also very much identified with the with Zach Braff's character when it came out. Like I I felt very much like he did, um, mm. and then the Aviator. Oh yeah, I. I forgot he was in that. So did again. I until I saw it. <laughs> now l- let's let's be clear. Ian Holm is a great actor. We yeah. loved his work, but he is also like he's that kind of subtle actor where you kind yes. of like, oh shit, he was in that. You know, right, yeah. like, you know. Well, it, and, and also he plays a lot of secondary supporting characters. Right. It's 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 maybe a step down from James Cromwell. James Cromwell is like my, if you haven't noticed over our multiple conversations, it's kind of like my my bar for the character actor. Like if you if, you, you love to reference him, well, because he's he, he's very recognizable. Let's be real about yeah, that. There's yeah, something you, very you recognizable gotta, you, James Cromwell. Yeah, but you got to find someone else, man. That'll do. Pig. Why? That'll do. No, it's just I was oh. just setting it up and be like, that'll do, pig. That'll do. Um, and then apparently. I mean, and then he's also in The Hobbit, as you mentioned. He's in two of them, actually. He's in The Unexpected Journey and The Five Armies. So they must have... Intro. and the, well, Because it, uh, Battle of the Five Armies ends with him finished writing his book. Right. So they must have... Lead, I, I've leading only seen... up to his 11th birthday or some shit. <laughs> right. No, that's that's the whole point. It's his 111th birthday, the yeah. 11th So the only... And I've only seen those Hobbit movies, the Hobbit specifically movies one time each so i i wouldn't remember them as well um and then the one that's stunning me the most and i kind of want to have to go do some research later is ratatouille he's a voice is he um is he the little ass uh restaurant owner though the villain i you know i don't know he's a character named skinner but i don't know who skinner is off the top of my head I think Skinner is the little ass villain. He's not Ego, the the critic. No, I know he's, Ego he's... is um oh god. Ego is played ironically. No. No, no, Ego I I'll look it up, but I'm I'm willing to bet a serious amount of money that Ego is um oh god, not Sauron. The the the, the white wizard. Christopher Lee? Yeah, I'm pretty positive Saruman? Yeah. Ah, uh, I thought it was like it was like Peter O'Toole or something. I don't well, look it up. Look it up. Well, fuck, you're right. It is. It is because I just got on there. It is. It is Peter O'Toole. So I it's would lose Peter a lot O'Toole? of money. Yeah. Fucking a. Um, but I can't Peter figure out who this Skinner is. The guy's Skinner got is. both of his oh. names meaning Dick. Skinner is the little angry guy that's trying to take over the restaurant. So that's Ian Holm. Look at me. Look at me. Fucking whipping out the correctness. Yeah, well, just, uh, as long as that's all you're whipping out. Um, I, I, I'm whipping out my Peter O'Toole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I, I kind of want to go watch uh, Ratatouille again to to try to see if I hear the home in that. Because I don't think if you gave me 100 guesses, I would have guessed that. 
Well, he's doing an exaggerated French accent. So. Sure, sure. But can I can I uh, tell you in the audience? I mean, we're going to get to our motherfuckers uh, yes, in a little bit. Yes, definitely, definitely. One of my favorite things about Ratatouille, and I, I saw this online, and so I'm, I'm not like revealing anything, but my favorite thing that I discovered is remember the little old lady that in the beginning, Remy, in the beginning, yeah, Remy and, yeah. and his fucking friend are running around their kitchen in her kitchen and stealing yeah. food. It's his brother, actually. Him and his brother. His brother. Yeah. Um, that is the mother of ego, the critic. Oh, is it? Switch is what? Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, only tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Hi, so if you really think about it, that's why Ego responds so well to Remy's cooking, is because he's basing it off of her recipes and her style of cooking. Yeah. So, of course, it it was the ultimate, like, of course it's going to taste like mom made it, because that's how we ripped it from. Is that explained at any point, or did you just happen across that data, that information? Well, I always kind of had that suspicion anyways, based on the based on the old woman. I'm like, wow, they're really pushing this old woman. And then like, you know, there's fucking people that are spending way too much time looking at a movie at freeze frame and like, you know, slow, slow, slow. And they see that like the plates and Chinaware is like the same as in the flashback when Ego's a little kid and he's served the Ratatouille. So it, it just, I mean, I haven't gone as far as caught, you know, called up Doug Frankel and been like, Hey, yeah, we Help actually have out, someone that can confirm that for us, don't we? <laughs> but, I mean, it's kind of been, like, established. And it's not one of those theories that needs to be proven, but it's a strong-ass theory. Right, right. Do we? It's kind of like, it's like the theory that, like, Jenny... No, not Jenny. Jesse. Uh, well, well, you haven't seen Toy Story, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Jesse is the female cowboy. Cow- She's the cowgirl. What am I right. saying? Right, I know that cowboy. much, yeah. She is the... Uh, she was the long lost toy of the kid who owns um, Woody and Buzz. She was his mom's when she was a little girl. Ah, they never explicitly say that, but it's kind of like, huh? Okay, that makes sense. I can't even and, find that character in the IMDb list. Like the woman, oh, the the mom. Yeah, no, no, no. In um, right back to Ratatouille, the 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 woman's hat, the, the little the lady. Love interest? No, the little old lady that they that she, Remy, she doesn't say anything. I thought she yelled. She yells "rat" at some point. I thought. I think she just screams. Well, then maybe they just yeah. There's nothing anyway. We're we're yeah. we're spending too much time on that anyway. But enough about the mothers. Let's go back to the motherfuckers. Yeah. Although Ratatouille's still one of my favorite Pixar all time for me really is Joel, my brother joel loves that movie he's like i could watch that movie well, like it's one of my all-time favorite movies i'm kind of with him and i see why because i know he does the restaurants thing but um well he also has kids and he's like man i found a movie i could actually watch with my kids that like i'll sit and enjoy but i told him that whole theory and he was just like what <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> really um 
But yeah, back going back to Ian Holm for a minute, just just to you know, you know, as as Kev's famous for saying on on Babylon, big bucket of win for real. Like you know, Absolutely. I mean, I may not be as familiar with his work, but he certainly worked pretty much his whole life, and and you know was really good at it. So if, if I'm seeing this right, his last um, his last credit actually I think is Lord of the Rings. Or you mean yeah. The Hobbit? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, technically The Hobbit. I'm sorry. You're right. As um, Battle of the Five Armies. Right. So, now, real quick, Rico, because I know you're into these games and stuff. Um, they made an alien game about six years ago called Alien Isolation. It's it's yeah. actually supposed to be a sequel, I think, to Aliens. Like it's an it's like a point five type sequel. Like it's it's part of the continuity. We'll put it that way. And okay. apparently, apparently, he came back and actually um, voiced the character Ash. Nice. Yeah. So, but anyway, we are moving forward to what we are here to talk about. As you so you know. Uh, nicely put it, motherfuckers. Um, yeah, and that is different TV and movie dads. So, do yeah. we want to start with TV? Do we want to start? I because I feel like TV dads are more recognizable. TV dads, sure, we can do TV dads. Um, what well, is just because they're in your they're in your 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 face more? Like you see them on a weekly basis. You know, like I I could ramble off like I'm looking at a list, but even without the list I could probably ramble off a bunch of TV dads. I don't know if I could as easily ramble off film dads. Yeah, um we could work on TV. I, I think I have a stronger sense of t- of movie dads. Well we're like, gonna do both, I mean, ultimately. Yeah. But and we're not gonna do a ton. Now I, I mean I'm looking through this this T V list that we're we're both supposedly looking at i don't know if you've got yeah. it up but the first one that jumps out at me and it's not the first one on the list is dan connor yeah i would i would uh he's on the list he's like number yeah. five or six six, six yeah. um yeah I, I mean we we actually I, we've talked about it we did a whole episode about Rosanna Barr early in our yep in potaskew called lowering the bar yep um and we talked about john goodman and the significance of I would say us personally, we probably watched Roseanne more for Dan than we did for Roseanne. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Not some, I mean, obviously we can identify as just a male, but like, I would say that he's more, he's, he's the goofy fucking dad, but he's also, he raises his kids, uh, as best as he can. And he does it you know, when he gives them, he gives them a stern voice, but he also does it in a jokey, quippy kind of way. I would, uh, I would actually say for me, it was Dan and, and Darlene. Sure. Yeah. It was everybody, but Roseanne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And to prove that there's a whole show now with everything, but Roseanne. And it's still pretty good. It, it, I, it, I haven't, I haven't made the leap yet. I haven't, I haven't, I'm sure I would give it a I shot. I think it's but. on Hulu. I think you can go on Hulu and watch it. I, I have so much other shit to watch first. Yeah. You know, in that same regard, real quick, just because I did a quick binge, and I don't think we're either of us are going to have a lot to say, but a, a, a TV dad that's growing on me, uh, has grown on me, and I'm truly enjoying is Mary Goldberg from the Goldbergs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I haven't seen any of it, so I'll, I'll take your word for it. Uh, he, he's got a very unique fathering style, but it is really 
been interesting to watch and i'm all caught up at this point i've been caught up for like a week or two at this point but i you know so i'm just waiting for hopefully new episodes in the fall but who the fuck knows with all the covid stuff um but hopefully we're getting new episodes but still you know that's he's one that he he is like archie bunker without the racism Okay. You know, well, I mean, more more hands off, little lazy, but like when he does, so he's Homer Simpson. No, because he's not as he's not a moron. Like Homer's uh, okay. Homer's dumb. Like let's be real about that. You know, like he's entertaining yeah. as shit to watch, but he's stupid. Like Mary's not dumb. He just doesn't want to be bothered. Sure. You know, he's one of those kind of dads. But the thing is that when he does, he's really effective. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. and I don't mean in that screaming and yelling, you know, like he, his way of telling his kids he loves them is by calling them morons. Like, why that being a moron, weird. you moron? You know, like that's basically, and there's actually an episode where, where they do, they spend like five minutes doing Murray translation. So like he says, you moron, you moron and subtitle, I love you, you know, like. Right, you know stuff. It's actually a cool little bit, but yeah. So I, I would say him as well for just more, you know, modern, current day sitcom television. He, he definitely would should be on the list. I don't see him on this one because I, a, I don't know when it was compiled, and b, it's like I said, it's a newer show. So sure. Um, but I, yeah, I'm looking uh, through here. There's some, see, so yeah, and going. Well, go ahead, buddy. I'm, no, no, go ahead. Well, see, and here's one that I don't. I don't quite get. They've got Archie Bunker on the list. Yeah, I don't agree with it. Now he, I love how they preface with, you know, despite the fact that he's racist and and homophobic and and sexist and xeno, it's like that's and like that means <laughs> right, he's an that's awful person. Where I'm, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. Another one in that same regard, but not nearly as as offensive, I think, would be Ed Bun or um, Al Bundy, Ed O'Neill's character. Yeah, I never particularly liked. Uh, I didn't like the show. Neither but did I. I, I yeah. He, I, I liked the initial premise that. Well, I, let me, let me, let me say this. I read a bit of trivia about um, about uh, um, Ed O'Neill, and he got the job because when he, when his character went up to the door to come inside after a long day of work. That was the, that was the test is come home from work and then interact with your family. He went to the door and had a big sigh where he just made his shoulders just shrug and, and yeah. sag. And he just looked like the last thing you want to do was go home. That for me, I was like, I get it. I yeah, get having I get long it. fucking yeah. days and staring at your door being like, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want, I don't want to deal with anybody. I'd rather go back to work like that. Kind of, I mean, not in my current situation, but there's been times where I've like gone home when I was living with Ron and be like, I uh, please tell me he's just asleep or he's off in the computer. I don't have to, wa- I don't, I don't want to interact. I just want some alone time. So I get it. But ultimately I thought the entire, I think he's got some great zingers. But yeah, he's not no, a I mean, there's, guy. there's, and yeah, I mean, you want to talk, I mean, he's not as bad as Archie Bunker, but I mean, you want to talk sexist, sexist, I mean, Jesus, you know, particularly he was re, I mean, there's a lot, like fat people can take a joke, sure, but it, but it's also, we're like, we're just fucking easy targets too. And I felt like that was the thing that made him 
He was just a mean guy. And yeah. I didn't really see him ever being nice to his actual kids. Yeah, no, I mean, not really. Not ever. Or his wife, like, for that matter. You know, so, yeah. yeah. His wife just wanted some fucking dick, and he couldn't give it. He's like, ow, can we, you know, remember we could do this, and yeah, let's have some sex. He's just like, I don't feel like doing that right now. No, I'd it rather... was worse than that, because Deb loves this show, so I've seen quite a few episodes. He'd it's be almost, like, like, running the opposite direction, like, running. Yeah, he's like, I'd rather, you know cut my balls off and feed it to a squirrel or get, say I gave it some nuts or something. <laughs> so, something a kid of that where I'm like, you're fucking crazy. Your wife's hot as shit. She wants to, you look like you motherfucker. You should fuck her. <laughs> like, um, quit complaining. Yeah. You, you made some awful kids, but you could wear a rubber. Well, yeah, you know? yeah. While we're still on the, the bad dad bandwagon and yes, we're going to talk about good ones too, but let's get the bad out of the way first. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think we just covered two of those, um, the bad and the ugly. But uh, <laughs> so no, but I'm I'm looking at a list, and it occurred to me of these, there's four animated dads that immediately pop to mind. None of them are good dads. None of them. Um. So hold on, let me okay. list them off, and then you can make your defenses, right? So, <laughs> um, Homer Simpson, okay, Peter Griffin. Bob Belcher, mm-hmm. and I, Hank, I think his name's Hank, from King of the Hill. They're all right. fucking terrible. Um, most, of the, most of them are terrible. I would say the biggest difference for Peter Griffin and Homer Simpson, for example, is Homer actually does love his kids. That's true. He is, yeah. He's lazy, and he's irresponsible, and he's dumb, and he... And he fucks up Springfield on a, on a numerous basis. And he also <laughs> fucks up his kids. I mean, yes, he strangles Bart, but that's Bart kind of like, I wouldn't say deserves it, but he's not helping either. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Peter is just ruthless to his yeah. children, especially yeah. Meg. He is the worst to Meg. The whole family is terrible to Meg. The whole the whole family is terrible. Period. Well, yes. Even Brian, the fucking dog, actually has <laughs> has his issues. Just, just I don't know if you're looking at the list, but Peter is on the list because I think they're I think this list yeah. that we're we're looking at is not necessarily about good or bad, but just like memorable it, or iconic. And it, re- it should just be the most popular dads. On and that's kind of what I think it is. So Peter, the first sentence in his description is Peter Griffin is without a doubt, the worst father on this list. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, 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 I don't know if I can agree with that. Cause Archie's like right there. So I, I, I mean, but and, let me, and so let's is, put it this way. So is Al, like the three of them. <laughs> But if Archie was animated, it would be Peter Griffin. That's true. No, well, I mean, and and hence the way Family Guy starts off. They do the same bit. Right. The piano it's, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, it's, it's, and not only that, it's, it's, Archie Bunker inspired Cartman. They said, what if Archie Bunker was an eight-year-old kid? And that's how they came up with Cartman. Oh, you I see, I didn't know that. Yeah. That was the, I mean, obviously he doesn't sound like it because that, you know, Trey Parker's sure, made, sure. made, but made the, a voice that but was the, unrecognizable. The the thing behind it, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I, I mean, yeah, I think Homer, Homer genuinely loves, he definitely loves Maggie. He fucking oh, loves Maggie. Oh, without question. 
yeah. he ignores her and he's an irresponsible dad, but the love is there. And every time he fucks up, he makes up for it. He, he does the, uh, he goes above and beyond. I mean, you and I are going to do a whole Simpsons episode at some point. Anyways. Yes. Well, but, we have a guest coming on that we've had some scheduling issues with, and that's what's delayed that. So, right. Um, but I do have to bring up one of my favorite parts, which goes along with my defense for Homer. Sure. Is he had the opportunity to like, like leave, um, like he, he, he's stuck at the, um, at the nuclear plant for Maggie and he did yes. it like he just, he, he put up a bunch of signs. No, he went back. It, he went back. He went he, back. Yeah. He left. It was working at the bowling alley. Yeah. Right. But there was, there, there was a sign. Which is actually one that, of my favorite Simpsons episodes, period. I love that episode. Right. There was a sign I think Mr. Burns had had put up where it said, um, you will never leave here or something you, like that. I think, or, it, I think you will work here forever or something. Yeah. Or don't ever leave here or don't ever leave here or something akin to that. Yeah. And he had put up pictures of Maggie. Strategically. Strategically, where it said "do it for her," yeah, and it's all because that because the conversation. I remember because these. I think the power went out or something. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming, captivating, a delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. So they couldn't watch TV, so they're telling stories, and they're looking at a photo album, and there's no photos of Maggie in the photo album at all. And so they're telling a story about how Maggie comes to be, and then... At the end, because I remember this, because at the end, Lisa's like, well, that does, still doesn't explain why there's no pictures of Maggie oh, in Maggie, this photo yeah. album. And he said it's because they're in the most important place. I need them. Right. And it's it's all on the wall. And I mean, for someone who, you know, eats more food than he has brain cells, like <laughs> he... And drinks. You know, that, and more. drinks. Yeah. And, and, and overall gets in, has either self-infliction... Pain or or uh, yeah. accidental. I mean, Homer Simpson should should have died way before fucking Maud. Let's put let's be real. Do you know? I don't know if you'll find this interesting, and it's probably more f- better for our our Simpson episode. So if you remember this when we do it, remind me to tell it again. But the do you know the episode where they're gonna knock down the house with the wrecking ball, and Homer mm-hmm. jumps on the wrecking ball, and when it hits the house, it basically cushions the blow and doesn't damage the house at all, except for like a little bit in this chimney. Vaguely. I remember they use that bit a lot in the movie. Well, okay. So, but they, that's from, it's originally from like a early, early, early episode. Yeah. Right. The Mythbusters tested that. They actually made a life size. They, they, they made Homer to scale. They, uh-huh. the whole bit. And, it legit, and they they made him to scale in terms of what he should weigh and whatnot, and it actually worked. He actually stops the wrecking ball from destroying the house. I do actually remember. I do remember that. Um, yeah. um Anyway. Anyways, but, yeah. So, but yeah, I, it's really kind of leading me to go to like animated fathers are pretty terrible. 
for the most part. I don't. Well, I don't. I haven't really seen Bob's Burgers. I, Bob, I kind of. Bob is he, He's not a terrible father. He he he's just. You know what it is. He just has no self esteem except about anything in his life except cooking. Well, that doesn't necessarily. I mean, it, I don't. I don't know. That doesn't make him a bad father. No, but him- but so much so that he just is like dismissive of doing anything parental at all. Ah, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like he's just so sure. like doesn't want to be bothered. Like he actually would have been better off not having a family. It's almost like he had a family so he'd have employees to run the restaurant while he cooks. Like that's really mm. what it They never say it and they and they've never even alluded to it, but it's pretty it it comes across, you know. So Right. And then I, God. Well, for Hank uh, you see, King I didn't watch a lot of King of the Hill, but the episodes I saw, he was terrible. I mean, I think it's from my understand from the little I've seen of of uh, King of the Hill, he is just that dad who all the problems are. Oh, how am I going to you know handle seeing someone who's gay, and then he has to get over his own prejudiceness, you know, right. and then he like. I think the best example that I remember, I think I remember him telling his kid, like him telling Bobby to not judge someone for being gay. And then he himself has to interact with someone who's gay and how he's forced to take his own advice. So I think in that sense that he is raising his children to be better than him, but he still has to deal with his own fucking problems at the same time. But I was, I mean, I was, I was always a bigger Beavis and Butthead fan. I was never a King of the Hill fan. Right. And that's the irony is like, I know it's supposed to be the same character, but he's clearly no. much different. You know? No, it's not, it's not the same character. Well, there are, there are theories that, you know, it's, it's, it's the same. The it's voice the same, is the same voice for sure. Yeah. The voice is the, the voice, ironically enough, is the same. Is based on his dad, on my judge's dad. Okay. So, so it's uh, oh hey, you, you kids been whacking off in my tool shed like that's <laughs> yeah. that was my judge's dad. So, despite the fact that my judge voices almost every male on the show, uh, and they all more or less sound differently. Like, there's like a guidance counselor, or, or he's uh he's their one of their teachers, like okay, like really kind of hippie and laid back. Yeah, like, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and then there's the principal, like just <laughs> wheezing the entire time. Beavis and Butthead, you're expelled. Like that's all my judge. So he could only use so many fucking voices. So yeah, but then look at um uh the fucking Family Guy, the Seth MacFarlane. You. Yeah. He does he does quite a bit himself, you know. Well, yeah, but I mean Peter Griffin is based on a security guard in in Rhode Island. Right. That's how he got that's how he ah uh, yeah, like that fucking you know just blurting out everything with no filter and just like Jesus, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> <laughs> but he I mean I think the difference is, is that Beavis and Butthead had fucking no budget. Whereas Family Guy yeah, has a, a bit of a budget, big ass budget. Yeah, of course. Well, so but so did King of the Hill. King of the Hill had a pretty big budget. But King, but King of the Hill is after Beavis and Butthead, which is why True. Mike Judge only does a few characters. I got to be honest with you, I'm not a huge Mike Judge fan. I love Beavis and Butthead because I mean metal music and all that. You right. got to figure that's right up my alley. 
but the only other thing that he's ever done that I've ever been a big fan of is um what idiocracy no no silicon valley uh okay the show on hbo about the the tech company i love that fucking show and actually that's where i know the teacher from spider-man homecoming and far from home he plays a character or played because the show's been canceled well not canceled but it ended um he played a character on silicon valley and i saw that long before spider-man Mm-hmm. And he play he plays a satanic devil worshiping like just crazy dude. I'm so he's, surprised he's very different than what you see in Spider Man. We'll put it that way. Sure. So. Well, yeah. I mean, well, of course, people are going to be different, but he's got the same beard. The only difference is he like cut his hair. I I know, or he wears a wig in Silicon. I don't know, but like he's got the same beard. He just has long hair. Like that that guy's uh, Martin Starr, and he. He, I, I knew him from Seth Rogen comedies. Okay, because he was he was on the show Freaks and Geeks when he was okay, like fourteen, and he okay. was a tall, skinny, gawky looking. You see, I geek. never watched that show, so I, I don't know. And I think, I mean, he was he was part of the Judd Apatow uh, crew and circle of friends and everything. So he's in Superbad. He's in Knocked Up. I want to. I don't think he's in Forty Year Old Virgin, but he's I, he's. I saw knocked up, but I this. but I didn't know who he was then, so I probably saw him and didn't realize that I saw him. So in knocked up, he's the guy who's who is growing the beard and loses the I, bet. Yeah, or he I has don't. to. He makes a bet that he'll grow his he'll grow his beard and his hair for one year without cutting it or or anything. And if he if he wins, they pay his rent. If he loses, he has to pay all of their rent. Oh shit! Right. And he makes it because it's it's around the same time that Seth Rogen impregnates Catherine Heigl, so it's nine nine months. Okay. So he almost made it, and, and they're they're riffing on him and saying like, calling him Chewbacca and and call him Modest Yahoo and yeah. And uh, my my favorite is um, all right, see you, Scorsese on Coke. <laughs> oh jeez. Johnny Hill calls him up, but he's um, not a, he's not a, I mean, he may be a motherfucker, but he's not the motherfucker we're talking not, about. So, no, um, no. um, so, but getting back to the TV dads, so uh, the live action TV dads, I mean, you, there's so many, God, I can't believe how many of these are on here. I didn't even think about, um, I mean, obviously, you know, we, we said during the mother, the mother's day episode that Carol Brady might be the most iconic, you know, maybe not the it, best, but certainly the iconic mother one of them at least yeah Yeah, and you so you got to go the other way with mike brady her her husband you know there's a story (laughs) (laughs) i mean he is he is the title character it's his name yeah yeah true because she wasn't carol brady before she met him so she would have been carol whatever because i don't know if they ever say her surname but um yeah i don't remember i was never i mean i'm never a massive uh, Anita Brady was Bunch. I, but you still know where it is in the TV. I, you know, the TV pantheon, you know. So, yeah. Um, you know, and then you have you have Danny Tanner from Full House, which I argued was that he was actually the mother. You of did. That show. I recall. I remember that. Um, and technically, from I mean, they, on, on the list here, they only say Danny Tanner, but really, you got to think about it. Really, is like the three of them. You know, well, that's a conglomerate. Uncles. No, they're no. Well, one's just a friend, really. Joey's just Joey. They never call him Uncle Joey. 
He's just no, Joey. No, they call him Uncle Joey. No, they call him. Uh, they call Jesse Uncle Jesse. They never call him. No, dude, I've watched enough okay. Full House to know. Okay. I've always thought they called him Uncle Joey, but mm. you may be right. the The ultimate funny thing is that Uncle Joey, the name Uncle Joey, is now trending on Twitter, and oh. it's beca- because of uh, there's a comedian, um. Joey Diaz, he's a heavy the heavy set guy who's usually on Joe Rogan. Okay, and he has his own podcast. He's a heavy set dude, and his voice is like like this. Like you, he calls everyone cocksuckers. Uh, he, and, he almost looks like the guy who plays um Mary Goldberg on the Goldberg. Go, it's uh Jeff. Gar- it was Jeff Garland. Just uh, Jeff Garland. Just just a big fat dude is really what this. No, guy but even is. the face they look <laughs> similar. It's kind of surprising. Right. So his nickname is Uncle Joey. So when and they're, they're you know not to timestamp this, well, but we are because we're going to release this pretty soon. Sure. Is Joe Rogan and Coco Diaz are trending because people are now kind of aware that they can be very offensive and they don't give a shit what they say. Mm-hmm. So now Twitter's like trying to be like, oh, Joe Rogan and and Joey Diaz are offensive. Yeah, they are offensive. And. <laughs> All of so they Uncle jo- Uncle Joey is trending and people are like, "What did Dave Coulier do?" It's like, no, not that, not, not, <laughs> not, not that, that Joey, Uncle the Joey. other one. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Oh man, it, dude, it, it, I, I don't want to go way off, but it's it's really just crazy. Where you know, like, you should always be careful what you say, and we're always pretty cautious about what we say too. But I mean, like, it's getting right. to a point now where like. Jesus, you know, I don't even know what they said, but like, I, I'm here to tell you if, if Coco Diaz, if Joey Diaz was, was a, they, someone was attempting to cancel him. It ain't going to work. Unfortunately. Right. I mean, he's offended me from time to time, but he still makes me laugh in the same way. A lot of people uh, that I love, you know, uh, Richard Pryor has offended me, but I, you know, it's comedy. Comedy is not without diverging or diverging. You know, going off too far. It's like we've always said. You also have to look at timestamp. Like Joey, me, this this Coco Diaz, maybe not a great idea. But like going back to Richard Pryor, that was you know eighties, seventies, eighties. Like you have to right. kind of you know look at context too. And that's, I mean Eddie Murphy also. Like Eddie Murphy, like Eddie, both of Eddie Murphy's stand up routines, his stand up specials. I mean, yeah, raw and delirious. Yeah, both ha- feature him saying not only racial slurs. But homophobic slurs. Sure. And, like, that was the most of the controversy he ever got, ironically enough, was him saying, I don't even want to say it, so. Yeah, don't. Um, Just, yeah. I'm becoming more hyper-aware and more sensitive to words like that. Like, I just... Well, yeah, me too. Another, because there's not that many more TV dads that I really kind of want to talk about unless they just happen to come up. But, you know, going into this list a little further, you got Carl. Now, this, see, this could be a real good quick discussion because you got Carl Winslow from Family Matters. And I would say, other than Cliff Huxtable, the only, what's that? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. But other than Cliff Huxtable, really the only iconic. No, I take that back. The th- of the three, because there's one more, but one of the few iconic African American fathers from television. Because the other one would probably be um, Red Fox's character Fred, from Sanford and Son. Fred Sanford, yeah, so, right. yeah. I I didn't know his first name, so I didn't want to the character's first name. But I hear you. Yeah. You know, um, no, there's also. Um, am I missing one? Uh, 
Yeah, uh, Uncle Phil. I mean, he's Uncle Phil, but that's he's true. A no, dad you're, on the show. you're right because he and he is. I mean, as much as he is father to Will Smith's character, he is a, he is actually the father of most of the kids on the show. So right, I, I we agree. know I, him as Uncle Phil, but he is a father. Yeah, he's he's still a father. Yeah, I agree. No, no, you're right, and I I had forgotten him not by any fault that it just slipped my memory. But right, the point is, we're looking at a list of twenty five people. And, and there's four or five black black fathers on this. As opposed to the other 20. Yeah. So, to you be, know. This this list could also be a little outdated because they don't include, um, what's that show, Blackish, which is supposed to be pretty, pretty. I've heard pretty, that. I, I haven't watched it, but I hear good things. Yeah. I, I've seen clips of it, but um, Carl Winslow, you know, it's because of the well, Black wait. Lives Matter. What? No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to to interrupt you but just just for a a a... see that's the other thing right because you really could decade these out like sanford fred sanford's definitely the the african-american father of the 70s sure you got cliff in the 80s and then you have a bit of a transition from carl to uncle phil in the 90s to 2000s because they both overlap at one point i'm sure if i look at the early 90s yeah well, I think Uncle Phil even leads into the late nineties. Like I think, because um, uh, Independence Day was ninety six, and I think there was at least another year or two of Fresh Prince after that movie. So that's ninety seven, ninety eight. You know, true. So, you know, whereas I'm pretty sure Family Matters ended in like ninety two, ninety three. I don't remember. I feel like it was definitely a couple, at least four years, because um, Jaleel um, White, who plays Urkel, got, like he, yeah. dru- he, he, he outgrew the character physically, like visually speaking. He yeah, way he, outgrew he that character. He went from like a 12 year old to like 30. Yeah. Um, in just a short couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why, I mean, without getting, again, digressing too far, that's why they went into that whole. Stefan Arkell thing where he could like yeah branch out branch out. I mean, but literally the final episode was did I do that? Yeah. yeah. So Family Matters went to ninety eight. Ninety eight's oh. the last year for Family Matters. There you go. And then I'm looking up Fresh Prince right now. Fresh I'm gonna P- guess Fresh Prince is ninety five. See, I thought it ca- ninety six. So the same year as Independence Day. So I don't know. Maybe he ended it and then went to did the movie or came back for the final season. I'm not sure. <laughs> he was but, like, ha ha ha! Fuck you! I'm out of here. Yeah. You know. Oh, gotta get out and fight them aliens. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, and then yeah, and then of course you know Ben Affleck blows him out on on you know at a Hard Rock Cafe and loses his job. So. So, but. I- well, what I was saying earlier is I I saw a clip recently because, you know, there's always clips of shows that like recycle through the Internet, especially sure. like especially during the Black Lives Matter. Uh, there was I've been seeing a lot of clips of old older sitcoms where they do touch on something serious. And I saw sure. one where uh, Carl Winslow's um, kid, his son, not. Not Eddie. Fucking Eddie uh, got pulled over. By, oh, and, and I know this one. Eddie. Yes, I remember this episode. Yeah. And he says, you know, they, they had me lay on, this, on my stomach and I was scared and they only did it because I'm a black man and blah, 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 blah. And Carl was like, listen, I'm your father. 
and I want to believe you, and I do believe you, and I will always have your side, but I'm also a cop, and I have to check these things out. And he meets the I cops. Remember. Yeah, I, at, I know a, exactly what you're going to talk about. They keep telling, yeah. And it's fucking, like... It, it's gritty. It's, see, I love when a sitcom does some serious-ass shit. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, if you want to you wanna go that same route, and in the same group that we're talking about, there's that really powerful episode of Fresh Prince where Will's father does come back, um, and, sa- and he says, I'm going to take you out on the road because he's a truck driver, and we're going to spend the summer together and right. see the country and this, that, and the other thing, and then he fucking takes off on him again, and yeah, there's this great- Well, he cancels on him, and, and Uncle- No, he just, just, he just doesn't show up. Uncle Phil tells him you need a you need to uh, respect your boy and get or get the hell out of here or something. Right, he and then and then there's this really powerful scene between him and Uncle Phil where he's talking right. about like why don't he want me? You know what I mean? So, and my favorite part is the littlest thing, but my favorite part because it's an emotional scene, and that sure. is that is the first time we see Will Smith act. Well, yeah, I mean, his acting chops certainly get better as that series goes on. But he, this is the first time he's not just being funny. Right, like, right. You know, and, and riffing on Carlton and, and yada, yada, yada. That is, that, is, that is some great early acting of Will Smith. But it's the littlest thing where um, James Avery, we've we got to give Phil, yeah. Uncle Phil credit, James Avery, James yep. Avery um, is hugging him and he accidentally knocks will's hat loose yes yes and it starts to fall and then he just fucking whips it off his head and pulls it tighter yeah and i'm i love little things like that in little fuck-ups where they roll with the punches so to speak and they kept it and they kept it and you know i i didn't realize this until way later james avery was the voice of shredder yes 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 he was yeah Never in a million years could I have ever picked that out. Well, you know, and it's funny, and I'm not again. I hate that we keep diverging, but I guess it's what we do sometimes. But like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm deep diving um, a couple shows right now just to get me through being laid off still and COVID quarantines and all that. But one of them is Avatar: The Last Airbender, which we've talked about a couple times, I think, on and certainly off air because you mm-hmm. voiced that the one character for the YouTube show. Right. Um, and Rufio from Hook is mm-hmm. is Zuko. I don't know if you... Don, Dante Brasco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but then, you know, just little little things like that, you know, you don't... Because Rami, Rami Malek plays a character on Korra, too. The show that oh, I mentioned okay. with Sav. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, anyway... Um, back to these fathers, I think the only other TV dads, well, there's a couple on here. The ones I think we should talk about, um, you got Howard Cunningham from Happy Days. I mean, we talked about Mrs. Cunningham. We have to talk about his, the father who he was good. You know, he was a good, uh, I mean, I never found him super memorable to I, be perfectly honest. Well, and that's the thing. And, and look, I'm making a personal opinion statement, so I have no real, I don't feel like I have real evidence to back this up because we have a we do have a fan who listens and criticizes me for <laughs> spouting out opinions without real evidence. But um, I feel like, especially in the in the 70s, 60s, 70s, and to a point, the early eighties, the fathers were secondary characters to the mothers. 
in a lot of this show. So, like, Mrs. Cunningham was more important. Mrs. Brady was more important. You know, like, not to say they um, were, like, not there or not, you know, or, or not good fathers, but in terms of the focus, you know. I mean, I would say, like, in Who's the Boss, for example. Well, see, that's where it starts to transition. I'm talking, like, right. pre that. You know what I mean? Okay. So, I, because, yes, you're right, because cause Tony Danza... As Tony Micelli, 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 no, he he says Selly. They yeah. say Selly. I'm trying to find him, but anyway, he, it's Tony Micelli. I got it right in front of me. Yeah, he he starts that transition where, but even he where he starts to become more prominent, and then you get your Cliffs, you know, your Uncle Phil, you know, Danny Tanner. You start to get those as you get into the latter '80s, early '90s, right. You know. The more sensitive dads. Yeah. Yeah. Or just even more focus, you know. Like, and and we keep bringing up Cliff. Well, dude, even if you skip him and just go to Family Matters, Carl was definitely more focal to Harriet to the point where they were able to switch the Harriet and it really didn't interrupt the show. True. You know, same thing with, with Fresh Prince, actually. I think the worst thing Carl Winslow ever did was he shot a kid and then he told Bruce Willis about it outside Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> oh shit! Anyway, they're both cops. I wonder if they're it, the same cop. Well, yeah, and I, I, without looking, I can check real quick. But I honestly think he gets the what? They're not the same character. I was just thinking. No, I know it's not the same character, but I, I think he does get the, the gig because of 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 uh, Die Hard. I, I, I'm almost willing to bet that they cast him in that role because of it. They're like, you look good in a cop's outfit. Like, because I mean, uh... it might as well be Carl Winslow. I realize that it's not, but it it might as well be. You yeah. know, but he's he's played a lot Maybe... of cops too. Like he plays a cop in Ghostbusters long before Die Hard. Mm. You know what I mean? So like, that's his thing. That that's that was his uh, that's his typecasting. Yeah, I mean, but see, because Die Hard was at 88, and Family Matters. What Gotta the be hell? 91 or something, 92. It's not laying outright. It's showing up as TGIF series, Carl Winslow, but that. Oh, here we go. 89. So the year later. Mm, wow. So you got to think that. He cashed in on that. No, totally. And and more power to him. Like, I ain't hating on the guy. You do you, homie. You make all that money. You know, right. but shit. Um, but yeah, that's that's where you go with these, you know, the, the TV dads, I think. And, I'm, you know, there's TV dads that also, that's the other thing. And this is where it's maybe a good transition. Because you have, <laughs> what? I'm, just, I'm listening to you, but I'm just imagining, what if that's how he... Like he he, what if they are the same character? But he went to he went not hiding because he was afraid. Sack. Like yeah. he was afraid the Gruber uh, a gang was gonna come after him. So he fucking like relocated and like changed his name. But well, he's gotta, like, I'm a cop. It's all I know. So I'm still gonna. Be. You gotta figure he was about to have his first kid. You know, his mm. wife was about to have their first kid. Eddie might be the right age. I don't know. So. How do you feel about um, Hal from Malcolm in the Middle as a dad? I've never seen the show. Deb's okay. a huge fan. She's been trying to get me to watch. I I just haven't gone there. I think he's a better dad than 
than Walter White. I think Walter White's an awful dad in Breaking Bad. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. So um, he, he goes into it with the best intentions, but then he just fucks everything up of his own choices. Same with Tony Soprano. I mean, like, like there are well, there are popular dads of TV like Tony Soprano and and Walter White and 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 even Dexter to a certain degree. Uh, all, I mean, Dexter actually does give a fuck about the children and 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 his own children. Um, awful human being to a certain degree, even though he's a vigilante of some sort. But then, Tony, I mean, I I'm I'm basing our assumption of who's a better of how do you become a good dad by like how they actually treat their kids. I agree. Tony, I agree. And Tony Soprano doesn't do shit to help his kids. Right. Dri- oh, well, God, we didn't even get into Tony. I apologize. Yeah, please. He he drives like there's a there's a there's a really good episode. It's one of the best early episodes of The Sopranos. He drives his daughter Meadow to go check out colleges, and on the way, he discovers another an ex mobster who had ratted out a bunch of the crew members years prior, hiding out. And so as he's like taking his daughter Meadow out, he fucking like stalks this guy and like kills him for you know for being a, a rat. And I'm like, wow, what a great guy. He like, okay, yeah, he gives his kids lavish fucking lifestyle and everything, but he's always yelling at them. And then there, even the, the quote unquote nice moments where he like talks to AJ or Meadow and is a father figure. And, and he's like, listen, you gotta do it like this. You gotta listen to me. Okay. And, and even then he's just, they're all fucked up. The whole, all, both of his kids are going to be, ir- uh, irreversibly fucked up like based on how he raised them so tony soprano and Walter and walter white ultimately just some of the worst fathers based on the fact that they they just traumatized their children uh you know we there's actually a guy that he he plays in two separate series, it's one actor. He plays one of the best TV dads and one of the worst TV dads that I've ever seen, and it's the same actor for both series. And that's Tim uh, Allen. Oh, Tim Allen. Oh, uh, Home Improvement. In Home Improvement, as Tim Taylor, he he yes, is he klutzy and have all those accents, but he's but he's a good dad. He cares. You talk about how we teach his kids. He mm-hmm. he's you know a little bit of a male chauvinist, but he's he's great to his sons. He treats them well. He doesn't you know what I mean like. He, he struggles sometimes being equally balanced, but I think all parents struggle with that, so I'm not going to hold that on him so much. Um, but then I if you look he's, at... He's the dad stereotype, if, if I could be so bold. But if you go and look at his other character in Last Man Standing, mm-hmm. which is basically home improvement flipped, because now he's got three daughters, no sons... And he's more conservative. Right? Oh, he's, he's very he's, conservative. Very like okay. he he spent like it, it, it was on ABC for a number of years. Got canceled for a year, and then Fox picked it up. Surprise! Um, oh, okay. You know, and in the first couple seasons, he does nothing but trash Obama through like constantly take shots at Obama as president. Wow. That's, yeah. Uh, that's uh, disappointing. Yeah, no, it's it's very disappointing, and Deb loved the show, so I ended up having to watch a handful of episodes, and it was like just it was it was hard to watch. It really was for me, anyway. Um, 
it would be even harder for me because I'm like, you were Buzz Lightyear. What happened? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so, um, and there are people I've talked to um, off air, and I don't want to name them because I don't know if they'd want me to, who have said that he is closer to the last, he, Tim Allen, is closer to the last man standing oh, yeah. version than the Tim Taylor version. Yeah, I've so. heard the same thing. I've I've heard, and he, he. I mean, we don't really need to branch off on this too much, but he has definitely said, you know, I'm afraid of saying that I support Trump because you know there's this automatic stigma. Well, I got to be honest. Back then, when Trump was running, it was a whole lot less of the murkiness of I wonder what Trump's going to be like. I wonder how yeah, far. Now, like, now we know. know. <laughs> now we know, and now I would. I would definitely, if you're still saying I support Trump, I think he's doing great, then that's a problem. Yeah. You know, you can only stick your head in the fucking sand so much. Exactly. Exactly. So, so let's let's move on to. By the way, Donald Trump is the worst dad as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yes. He's a motherfucker, but not in a good way. He's a daughter fucker. Anyway. He wishes. <laughs> or, or maybe. Um, I don't think so. But in a, in a in a way to transition to movies because we do want to do that. There are some dads that have been on both mediums. They've been TV dads and movie dads. An example, two examples immediately jump to mind are are um, uh, Herman Munster and then also uh, Gomez Gomez Adams. Did they make a Munster's movie? They have. Yeah, I don't think it was very good, but they did make one. Oh, okay. Well, um, the Adams Family yeah. movie is far and beyond better than. I'm pretty sure there's a Monsters movie. I'll double check, but but definitely Adam or Gomez Adams for sure because he <laughs> you had him on the TV series, and then ultimately you had you know Raul Julia Julia Julius, playing him, yeah, yeah. yeah, playing him on the. I'm not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouthfeel. But, but if you're someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. I'm not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouthfeel. But, but if you're someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. The movies, which are amazing movies, I... I, I I I substantially enjoy the first one better than the second one, but I don't dislike the second one. I just like the first one substantially more. There's also two more actors that play. Oh, well, there's there's another one. They they did a new Adams Family TV show that was based on the original show, but like modern day essentially. But okay. they like Tim Curry played Gomez Adams in uh, Adams Family Reunion, which was sort of like the sort of connected to the first two Adam Sandler movies, but not really at the same time. Like it was clearly they were, they clearly wanted to make a third Adam Sandler movie, but Raul Julia died. Right. Um, 
And then they're like, well, who could replace him? Oh, well, Tim Curry's like still popular. Let's do that. And then uh, and Tim Curry was great. I mean, different, but still very good Gomez. And then um, Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac plays him on the uh, the animated one. Yeah. Or as you would you call him Isaac Oscarson or something? What, what no, do you call him? Oscar, no, Oscar Isaac, I don't think is the same guy that I'm that I fucked up before. No, you did. Oh, uh, is it him? Okay. Well, what are you going to do? You called him Isaac Oscar. Oscar I don't remember. I, yeah. I screwed it up. There's that. And then Glenn Taranto. Glenn Taranto is the, he's the a total Adams. lookalike and sound alike to John Aston, who, who originated the role in the, in the early show. And also, and I think, and also I think played him on the John animated. Aston actually played his, his, he came back for a cameo and played, uh, that version of Gomez's dad. I can check, um, but John Ashton Ashton also uh, voiced the animated for the, was a they, brief animated series, and also he would he would come and do he would voice Gomez when they would do the cameos or like the guest roles in Scooby Doo, like it'd be yeah yeah those fe- things featuring yeah, yeah, yeah Batman and Robin and you know Gomez you know where I actually, yeah. not not to get off too far, but you know where I know him more from. I know he's probably more well known for Gomez, and I'm not disputing that. But where I know him more from is John Night. Aston, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. John Aston. from Night Court. Got it. He plays always, he plays Harry's dad, who's in a mental institution. I've never seen Night Court. I don't you know should wa- you would actually like that show. I think you would like that show quite a bit if okay. you can find it. Yeah. My, you know, going back, we were talking about Ian Holm, going back yeah. to uh, Hobbes and shit. Sure. Like his, John Ashton is the adopted father of Sean Ashton. Or yes. Ash, Ash, yes. Ding, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashton. Sean Ashton. Ashton. We're fucking up their names. It's John Ashton, not Ashton. Ashton is, is Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> By the way. Sean th- Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> you want to talk about a bad dad. It's not, not him. I'm not going there. But Alan Harper from Two and a Half Men is terrible. Um, he's a bad dad. He's a bad dad. I think he. Tr- I think he always strives to be a good dad, but yes. I think he gets corrupted easily. Yes, that's a very good way to put it. Yeah, I will say that the actual kid Angus T. Jones is fucking awful. <laughs> you know, the 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 yes, Angle, Angus T. Jones himself is yes, but he sucks. Yeah. Um, okay, let's moving um, on. Moving on. Um, I'm looking at this movie list. <laughs> I love how they put true romance on here because I'm like, who I don't, the fuck yeah, I've never it? seen it, so I you have to tell me who the dad might be. Because then, okay, so for those those paying attention, the list that we're looking at is only giving us the movies, it's not giving us the character for whatever right. reason. So, do you so know true, the character? Because <laughs> I, I, I know the actor, um, it's, it's Dennis Hopper. He plays the dad of Christian Slater. That doesn't he's tell only... me anything. Okay, Christian Slater. You don't know who? Yeah, Christian I know Slater who. He is? But I've never seen the movie, so you're not. Yeah. So true. To give you the briefest of briefs, True Romance is Christian Slater meets a call girl played by Patricia Arquette. They fall in love, have sex, get married all within a day. Wait, wait a minute. Not not about what you're saying. I'm sorry. But the Passion of the Christ is on this list. Who's the dad? God? I mean, what? What the? <laughs> like, what the fuck? 
Well, maybe their argument is that Jesus is the father of us all or I, something. I guess. I mean, I know. What no, I, I think it's Mel Gibson trying to say that he's the dad. Yeah, like, I, 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 Look, I'm here, I'm here to tell you, like, if I watch The Passion of the Christ, I'd be like, Jesus and God, you are not the father. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a fucking... I, I, who made that goddamn list, man? I, I don't know, man. Like, I I'm looking know. at this, I'm like, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, okay, I yeah, definitely I'm, get Yeah, it. I'm with you. Yeah, agreed. Lion King, fucking Mufasa. What a great goddamn dad. Yeah, fucking, even if he's only in the thing for, for, like, ten minutes, but sure. Nah, a little bit more than ten minutes, but, you know, he, he peppered throughout the fucking movie. Sure, sure. Armageddon, all right, Bruce Willis. I, okay, I, yeah. I, I mean, all right, I get their point. Yeah. And then... The pasture the Christ. Who? What? Huh? Well, even, even the no. Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. Like, look, the dad's pretty terrible. That's how she gets into all the shit she gets into. No, 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 no. I, I actually, I've reached that point in my life where I have gone from being like, he's an awful dad, to be like, bitch, go to your room. What are you doing? You don't know what you're doing. You're, you, why? You don't know this guy. Stop falling in love with this human. Like, I agree that the dad is prejudiced, but I'm sure there's an underlying reason why of like, where's the mom? We don't know where the mom is. Maybe the humans fucking like caught her or killed her or some shit. We don't know. Yeah. Okay, you might be right, Rico, but I would still say someone like Mufasa was a way better fucking father than than King Tri- Triton, I think his name was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree in terms of Disney dads and, and the two that we've uh, at the top of our head. Yeah, I would say what is not be- That's the other thing Disney does, and I'm not. this is not meant as a criticism, but more times than not, it's been moms with Disney. You know, It's been dead moms. But but even then, it's just moms. It's a lot of single moms, really. If you think about it, like even the even the dead ones, like the only the only fathers in Disney that jump out to me that are actually fathers are the two we just talked about, and then um, oh god, I just Zeus? blanked. I literally Zeus? just blanked. What? Zeus. Okay, I did forget about that. But there's there's a big one that I'm just I literally just had and I was gonna say and now I blanked. Well, Steph and I, like, just for our own uh, amusement, because we debated about which had w- which was the biggest tally, fathers or mothers, because we know that Disney likes to kill one or the other, or yeah. both. In some oh, I just remember, can I just, before I forget it again, Mr. Incredible. Yeah. That's a, yeah. you know, that's one that gets a focus. But yeah, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Steph. yeah, absolutely. Um, it's so funny, I'm playing the Lego Incredibles game, actually, I'm progressing through it taking a break from assassins i'm going i'm switching back between like assassins and legos Dude, I'm, a, I'm, a, a literally Lego bounce, I'm literally bouncing between like six games right now like just right. rotating so go ahead um there's the not there's not cinderella's dad but there's the prince's dad he's a central figure and yeah, i wouldn't well, say he's a good dad either he's forcing his son to get married so he can have some fucking grandkids that's he's and he's always threatening his assistant and shit. He's like the whole sequence where he's trying to cut off his fucking assistant. Yeah. Dead. Well, see um, what, what Disney seems to do and is when it comes to dads, at least in my opinion, is they have male role models, but they're not dads. For example, cars, you had the character that Paul Newman played, who's not a dad, but he's a male role model playing. Right. Same thing. You know what, what I mean? What's, what's his name? Dusty Rhodes? What's his name? 
uh, Dusty. Oh shit, Dusty Rhodes. No, That's I, a wrestler. I, was, I know. I was just making a joke. I got thinking like, of all the fucking <laughs> names, why did they use that for a character in Cars? Well, you, well, no, no. You're thinking no. Okay, so you're talking about the main character from Planes? No, I've never seen Planes because I'm not a. I don't. I don't give a shit. Dusty Crop Hop Crop Hopper, I think, is the main character in Planes. That's Dane Cook, correct? Right, Dane Cook. In in Cars, it's Lightning McQueen. I know, but I, I was just making a joke of oh, Paul okay. Newman's character. Well, so no, Paul Newman's character is Doc Hudson. Doc Hudson, okay. Yeah, so. Um, you know, uh, Bambi's dad. Bambi's dad is, you know, his mom gets shot in the face, but then because he's the prince of the forest, there is a fucking, the, the grown uh, deer is his father. Okay. So, See it. I, listen, some of those older Disney flicks like Cinderella, Snow White, Bambi, Dumbo, mm-hmm. I've really only seen like once or twice, and I probably I'm 40 now. I probably haven't seen them in 30 years plus. You know, sure. so um, these these newer ones since I've been old enough to buy my movie, like the the oldest animated movie that I own from Disney that I own is got to be Aladdin. And there's not, and there's not even a, again. It's not a dad. It's a male role model in the genie. But, but I'm glad you brought that up because the third movie, which is directed direct to video, sure, is all about his dad. Right, right. Did you see it or no? You, I've, you I've never seen. I've only seen the the original. So it's Aladdin and the King of Thieves, and his dad is Alibaba. Well, he's I got, his name is Kazim. Like they changed it, but like, yeah, he's he is the king of the forty thieves, and that's why he like abandoned Aladdin. He he thought Aladdin was gonna be good. He didn't know that Aladdin was like left off, like became a street rat. And I I, rem- I remember watching because that's that's a pretty in terms of direct to video Disney movies. There's yeah. not a lot of great ones. There's only a few. Like sure, Lion sure. King Two is actually pretty good. I heard that. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll probably watch anything with Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell plays Simba's daughter or something. Okay. Yeah. So, so, um, but yeah, King of Thieves has got some, it's pretty entertaining. Not to mention Robin Williams comes back, which I want to ask you this because Robin Williams has played a lot of dads in movies. Okay. I'm trying to off top well, of my the, head, but the, the birdcage, uh, the, True. uh he was in a movie called World's Greatest Dad, where he's not the world's greatest dad. It's a really dark black comedy. It's a it's a um, Bobcat Goldthwait movie. Okay, um, that's a fucking that's a hard movie to watch now. And no, after Robin's passing, sure, because he find his his son is played by that kid in the movie the Spy like the Spy Kids franchise. He plays the curly haired boy. Isn't that the kid from Malcolm in the Middle? No. Okay. Uh, he's the same kid who was in, like, he had a cameo in Machete. No. Um, you would recognize him, I think. But he he's this in, just, in, just awful teenage boy, and he's, you know, he's horny. He's masturbating to everything. He's peeping on the next-door neighbor, and, and he, Robin finds him uh, jerking off autoerotic asphyxiation like hanging himself kind of leaning forward and then he finds him later throughout the film 
uh, had, 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 he had died doing that. And he didn't want to face the embarrassment of his son dying from jerking off. So he staged it as a suicide. And because he's a failed writer, but he's still a good writer, he wrote out the suicide letter. And it, made, and it was such a deep, profound thing that now his son is getting all this fucking crazy attention and because like oh my god he was such a tragic soul and he's like you fucking idiots he was awful he was the worst kid ever and he's also pissed off that he can't acknowledge that it's his writing you know it's a really fucked up movie it sounds like it it is but what about mrs doubtfire because i'm kind of torn of how i feel about whether daniel hillard is a good dad or not um i'm gonna say yes but here's why Right, mm-hmm. because by the end of the movie, he is. You're right. At the beginning of the movie, he's he's not. He's not. He, he he's he's. You know what he is? He's Homer Simpson. He's a live action Homer Simpson at the beginning of the movie. Sort of. He, he's just a. He's just a. If anything, he's a sibling. Right. Right. Well, that's why I'm saying he's like Homer Simpson because Homer's to a degree Bart's older brother more than a more than his father. You uh, know. You know. But yeah, he 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 comes around. So I will say yes because by the end of it, he is a good father because he realizes. You know what I mean? He, he and, matures. But I I mean I rewatched that movie and I'm like, there's a thing that they never discussed: the fact that he more or less stole three hundred dollars a week for who knows how long from his wife, from his ex-wife. Now is he using that mo- money and setting aside for his kids' education or? to benefit his children or, or anything, or does he return the money or, or something? We never discussed that, but I'm like in the real world, he would have probably gone to jail for a form of fraud. Probably. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things like that in different movies, so I don't know if we can really start nitpicking Mrs. Doubtfire, but I understand what you're saying. You know, I um, mean, I, I, I've always been emotional watching that part, that movie where he, says, you know, I, I need my children. It's, me not having my children is like saying I can't have air. And I'm, I've always, because Robin can make you fucking laugh yeah. and cry. And oh, sometimes sure. At the same fucking time. Without question. Uh, I've, I've always had a love for that movie. Then as I've gotten older, I'm like, this is fucked up. This is a <laughs> fucked up movie. Well, there's another movie he's in where you could ask the same question and my answer would be different. I think he's still a bad father. Because mm-hmm. you don't see enough of the redemption, at least not in my opinion. In and, what? In Hook. Because at the beginning of Hook, he's a terrible father. Yeah. Oh, I would say he's, if you'll excuse excuse the, the pun, he definitely grows because he realizes that he has to find his childhood. He has to find that childhood innocence to remember that he was the ultimate boy who would never grow up. Right, but and you then don't, he you has don't, to grow up. Yeah, and you don't see him really rede- I mean he he has that happier moment at the end, but you only get like a couple minutes of it. You don't get like a whole lot of redemption whereas with Mrs. Doubtfire, I feel like you get more redemption in in the parental It's it's angle. more gradual because yeah. it's a reversal. It's 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 him in Mrs. Doubtfire, he's growing up from being a kid to growing up, but as a fa- in Hook, as a father he has to grow by remembering that it's okay to be to have fun and to have some youthfulness to relate to your children. And I think there's the subtleties towards the end. You're right. Once he 
you know, hugs and kisses everybody and fucking toodles flies off and fucks off in London. Um, he, there's little things like him throwing the cell phone. That's a big leap. Yes, absolutely. And, and telling to always keep the, what I always tell you about this window, always keep it open, you know, and, and being happy and jovial as opposed to earlier in the movie where he says, always keep it closed. Like you, you see that transition, but it's not, it's, it's not as evident as what you get in, to me, in Mrs. Doubtfire. You know what I mean? Well, we, so. I would also point out the fact that we get that part where he rem- he remembers his happy thought. He remembers, yes. I wanted to be a father. Yes. And yes. So I think it's layered of both. He has to remember so it's why little, he became... Yeah, I get you. It's a little more subdued than what you get in Mrs. Doubtfire. Right. Because yeah. in Mrs. Doubtfire, we're watching him cook and clean and... And interact with his children, and but not and only that, but he gets he gets his house his house in order, you know. Because remember the first time the the social worker goes there, it's a fucking disaster, and he gets it in better shape, and he's cooking mm-hmm. real meals for them. Like he he progresses as a father and as a parental unit as well, you know. That 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 <laughs> that one of the, that part has one of the parts that I I rewound so many goddamn times where he sees the truck run over his his mask yeah and he goes oh shit and just yeah. bangs his head on the fucking window 10 uh, year old rico loved that scene <laughs> and no it's a good scene it's a good scene now so here's a quick question for you about hook and it's not about the mm. the parentalness of of the character what do you say his name is in that movie robin's uh, character peter banning okay all right then i guess I i'm just wrong I've when I was little, I heard it as panning. So did I, and I to this day until right now when I read it on IMDb. I once I because I've I've seen Hook a zillion and a half. I'm sure you. Not, I so. know you're a big fan. So am I, but I, you're you're a bigger right. fan than I am. Sure. Oh yeah, Hook was that movie that I was so obsessed with, just the symbol of it. Like I loved the fact that Hook had a hook in it's- like H. I mean, without getting into a whole discussion, because I'm sure we could do a different discussion on a different day, it, 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 it's top two Peter Pan stories for me, because I, I really, really like Finding Neverland as well, which is less about Peter Pan, but still adjacent. So Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah. And both have uh, Dustin Hoffman in it. Yes, yes, you're right. I had to think it's, about it for a second, it, but you're right. Yeah. In fact, Dustin Hoffman, after he filmed Hook, all of his friends, including, um, oh shit. <laughs> um, what's his name? Uh, he, he is like old ass friends with him. Um, the guy from the French connection, help me out here. I, I don't know, but I can look up the French connection because I don't know that movie. He's also from, uh, Hackman. Fun. You're not talking about Hackman. Hackman. Yeah. Hackman. Hackman. Oh, that's so funny. Cause I just watched the replacements earlier today, but so Hackman calls him Hook. That like Dustin Hoffman's nickname is Hook. He he did a really good job. <laughs> and for Finding Neverland, they actually wanted him to dress up in the Hook costume as as a prototype, so J.M. Barry could look and be like, "Yeah, this is how." I, and and Hoffman flat out refused. He's like, "Only only only Spielberg can get me to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get in that goddamn costume again. Fuck you." Nah, like it's a shame because he he's really good in it, but um. But uh, is that on Disney Plus? By the way, I think Hook? it is. I yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. 
It's um, on something it, I have. Anyway, go ahead. This this has nothing to do with our conversation, but I actually do like the live action Peter Pan that came out in like two thousand three or four. With Walken as Hook? No, 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 no. Uh, with Jason Isaacs, the guy who played Lucius Malfoy, he plays Hook. Okay, that's a pretty decent adaptation. Like, well, what? that was popular when I was a kid. You know, and uh, here I found a way to link this together for you, right? Lucius Malfoy, terrible fucking father. Terrible fucking father. Terrible fucking human being. Terrible fucking wizard. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Right. Terrible, terrible, terrible man. And as we talked about on the Harry Potter episode, I don't know that Harry's dad. Dad's all that great, you know. Because, Harry's dad. Yeah, Harry's dad's dead. Wait, but even before he died, like I mean, he seemed like a pretty terrible human oh, being okay. from the little bit that, we, and we talked about it in depth. So I don't know if we need to do that again. Well, but. he was definitely a bully. We definitely established that. Yes, he's you know he bullied the fuck out of Snape, Snape and shit yep. like that. But if I rem, I mean I because I anybody drinking. In the books. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he actually grows up. He he actually, once he and Lily actually become a couple and Harry's born, the, and he starts to grow up and, and relax a little and, and not be so fucking big-headed. But then Voldemort fucking killed his ass, so it didn't really... I mean, well, he, if you, if, And if we want to stick in that franchise for one more second, Bad Father... Um, because we talked how terrible the mother was. Um, on the Mother's Day episode, Mr. Dursley. Yeah, he's fucking terrible. He's fucking. He's a. He's a worse uncle than he is father. He loves his kid, but he's also, you know, he doesn't but, give that kid any fucking guidelines and and growing up. And and much like we said about you, we said about the mom when we did the mom episode. She, you know, she might love the kid, but she's terrible to him for the most part. You know. It's it's kind of insane how Dudley grows up despite his parents. Yes. Because he yes. only realizes, you know, there's a theory that when the Dementor attacks him and Harry, what he sees is how he truly is to Harry. That he's a, been a, the one of the worst bullies and he has ruined Harry's first 10 years of his life. Right. And that's what makes him realize how awful of a, of a fucking human being he is. And that's what sort of snaps him out of his funk of being a bully and being an awful person. He, he grows up despite. And they even did like a little epilogue about like how Dudley and Harry are not close, but they're friendly. And they're like a Christmas card type of family where right, they send right. each other Christmas cards. And then they kind of drag each other's family to the respected houses of the other person. And the kids get along and, and the adults just sit at a coffee table all awkward as shit. Well, Which you know, is a big fucking leap forward, if I'm being honest. I, you know, and, and I'm starting to spiral into just fun, fun. So I'm going to throw a couple fathers at you. Just And they're not all Harry Potters. There was one more in Harry Potter and then I'm moving on. Because Mr. Weasley's pretty good father, too. You know. Great father. Yeah. Great fucking father. Yeah. And not just to his kids, but really to Harry as yeah. well. I mean, you know, so um, you get him. But then I, and I don't know why I made this <laughs> connection at all. But then I immediately go to fucking um, uh, Jack Sparrow's dad from the third Pirates movie. I, I, I don't know if he was a good. I mean. No, no, he, I'm not. No, no. I'm not saying these are all good. I'm just rambling off fathers for us to determine i mean sure you know i i think bad dad i think no not good i mean certainly strict but i mean if if anyone that's gonna shrink my mother's head kind of 
I don't necessarily think that he shrunk the head. I think uh, he found the shrunken head from whoever the fuck killed the mom. I think he did it. Or uh, well, I don't think he, I don't think he explicitly. Let me put it this way: he didn't cut off the mother's head. He may have shrunk it to keep it like you know on his preserved. person at all times. Yeah, you know, and and then he bequeaths it to fucking Jack. He's just like, yeah, Jackie, here's your mother's head. Like all. Keith Richards and shit. <laughs> you know, I, I might have to watch that tonight. I, I, I love Johnny's performance in those movies. <laughs> I really do. You, you know, this whole thing stemmed initially because of true romance. I, I didn't even tell you, like... Oh, yeah. Sorry. The premise. So, uh, be, I mean, because as we're talking about Harry Potter, I keep thinking... Because I'm reading, rereading Harry Potter, and I keep thinking of fucking Sirius Black, and I'm like, well, he's not a dad to Harry, but he's a godfather. But he's also kind of a shitty godfather in, in the same sense. He didn't yeah. get a whole lot of time to fucking the, do anything. If there's a... If there's... Po- just to, to tie that off, if there's positive parental um, model roles there for, for Harry, it's gotta be Mr. Weasley... Mm-hmm. And to a lesser extent, Dumbledore. And then, because I think that in case you're going to go, and so I can cut you off here, <laughs> if you're going to go Hagrid, Hagrid's more like that that weird uncle that's really good to you, as opposed to a, a father figure, you know? Yeah, uh, but I would even put Dumbledore as that eccentric grandfather, too. The That's, one where you're like, Grandpa, that, do you have your have you taken your pills today? Like, well, I, and if I said to a lesser extent, if you recall, like definitely Mr. Weasley is like the primary parental figure to Harry without question. I would I would I in this order I would go Mr. Weasley, Professor Lupin. Yeah, okay. I, I forgot about Lupin. Yeah, you're right. I could argue with that. I mean I could agree with that. Yeah. But yeah. he still he still borders that uncle yeah, thing. yeah, he, yeah. Well, that's why Mr. Weasley is like, like farm beyond, and like oh, all yeah. these, all these other ones are like a conglomerate, really, of his second mm-hmm. father <laughs> or third, I guess. But yeah, but uh, Gary Oldman is in True Romance, and he, Gary Oldman is that actor. He's like, pick a fucking movie that he's in, and he's just always great. But he is, I, I he's think, hard to work with though, like really hard to work with. He he was a bit of a drunk in the in the. 90s so no i mean even today i've heard but anyway go ahead uh in true romance he played so patricia arquette's character is a is a as she says she's a call girl she's not a hooker but not much of a huge fucking difference sure and so her pimp is played by gary oldman who is a white guy but thinks he's black and he's got like a scarred fucked up face i've seen dreadlocks I've seen clips of his performance, but I've never seen the movie. So I know what you're talking about. Yeah. He is so damn iconic in that movie. So what happens is Christian Slater goes to grab her stuff and to tell the pimp that she's not hooking for him anymore. And a fight in a shootout happens and he grabs a suitcase. What he thinks is all her clothes. It's full of cocaine. <laughs> so then they hightail to Hollywood to sell the to sell the cocaine. And along the way, they stop at his dad's trailer, who was a, who was an ex-cop, or so is an ex-cop. He was a cop, and Dennis Hopper um, lends them a couple hundred bucks and and sets them on, and, and looks up to see if anybody is is tracking them. 
when they make their escape and, and they drive off, he comes back to his trailer and he's he's met by the mafia with actually, ironically enough, a very young and thin James Gandolfini. So you got a very youthful Tony Soprano who has a who's sort of lurking in the background. Then he has a whole scene with Patricia Arquette later in the film. But Christopher fucking Walken plays the mob boss. And in terms of saying, okay, uh, Dennis Hopper is a good dad for Christian Slater. They have a whole argument about how he was a drunk and how he abandoned him and, and how he was never really the father that he needed to be. But he said, you know, I've never asked you for anything in my whole fucking life, but I need your help now. And he does. He helps him out. And I ha- I have to ruin the scene. And I'm not, I cannot tell the scene. Like I, I actually verbally cannot repeat the dialogue because it's Tarantino. <laughs> yeah. Be- because yeah. there's a word that he loves to use, and it's really we've discussed, fucking rampant. We've discussed that word that he we we've referenced that he loves that word. So if you've heard oh us talk God. about Tarantino and you and I think you and OC talked about it more than we have, honestly. But it's no more. I mean, here's the thing: he's saying that the the whole scene is called the Sicilian scene, and what it is is Christopher Walken is trying to interrogate Dennis Hopper to find out where Christian Slater and Patricia Arquette are because it's their coke. So he does the whole, as Walken, he's just like, you know, I'm Sicilian. Sicilians are world-class liars. You know, what you're doing is you're playing a game of show and tell, and, you know, you're, show, you're telling me nothing, but you're showing me everything. I know you're lying. So why don't you tell me where they are, and you might get the fucking walk away. So Dennis Hopper knows he's going to die regardless of whatever the fuck he says. So he's like, all right, well, fuck it. I'm going to fuck with these guys. So he, <laughs> he asked for a cigarette and he says, so you're Sicilian. He's like, yeah, Sicilian. He's like, you know, I read a lot. I love, a, I love a lot of history and I love that shit. I got to tell you something and you could look it up. It's a true fact. Sicilians were spawned by blankety blank. And he tells him this whole thing about how Sicilians how many years ago the Moors conquered Sicily, and back then Sicilians looked like northern Italians, sort of light hair and light skin, not like Joe Pesci-looking motherfuckers now. Dark skin, dark hair. And how the Moors conquered Sicily so much that they changed the race completely to make dark skin, dark hair. So he basically insults the Sicilians by telling them that Sicilians are spawned by black people as as a nicer euphemism sure and they start cracking up and laughing at each other and and having a good old time and then walk and shoots him in the fucking head but he still protects his son from them it was his last ditch effort of trying to do the ultimate father thing which is protect your your children at all costs it is a fucking the movie is uh, true romance is one of my all-time favorite movies period i probably need to watch it i've actually never seen it I mean, I, unfortunately, I did ruin like one of the best scenes in period. To that's be right, perfectly I honest, I really only half paid attention anyway, so that's you know. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I can't. I mean, I recommend that movie so much, but I'm like, there's a scene. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I've never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. 
Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. If you, <laughs> I can't tell you what it is because it's really hard to explain. It's hard to explain. Verbatim, yeah, it's really fucking, it's a great um, goddamn movie. But um, it's got a cast, man. Holy fuck, Gary Oldman's amazing. All right, all right. I want to I go back to this list. I'm looking at a couple, couple ones. I got another one in the what the fuck category. Mm-hmm. Star Wars, the entire saga. Who? Anakin? Do they mean fucking Vader? That's what I'm wondering. Like, cause it no, ain't, it ain't Bale Organa. No, Jimmy Smith. You know, now they're saying greatest movies, dad. So maybe they're talking about icon the the iconicism of it. Because yeah. yes, Vader, as you know, Luke, I am your father, is maybe one of the best known lines in cinema history. You know, so. spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> on a fucking 40-year-old movie, 38-year-old movie. Uh, uh, but, but seriously. 40, 43. No, it's... No, is an Empire 83? 70s. But Star Wars is 77. Right, but I was... The line is from Empire specifically, right. so... Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's from 80. Yeah. It's, okay, so 40 years. Yeah. Right. Um, Another one on here that... Uh, in the what-the-fuck category is Superman. Like, sorry. Which one? It, it says 78, so that's... The... No, no, but I mean, which dad? Are you, are you uh, talking mean... Well, that's a good question, because if you're talking about... Um, John Kent? John Kent, then yes. But if you're talking... Uh, <laughs> Brando, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Borel. Oh, you know. my... Uh, my <laughs> you know, like, no. You know, so... Um, even, know, it's so even, weird to acknowledge that Brando is Superman's dad in certain areas. I mean, even into a lesser extent, Die Hard. Like, look, I love me some John McClane, but like... As a dad? That's what I'm saying. You know what, what I mean? What the fuck? What, who, who, did, did they see the fucking movies? I don't know. I mean, it, it, the only, the only, the first Die Hard where you could even reference that really would be live free or die hard because his daughter's in the movie. And yes, his daughter's technically in the first die hard because please come home. But no, I, you know, no. Nice, nice cut. Yeah. Um, um now other positives on here. Now they, they've got on here the 1950 version of father of the bride, which I'm sure is a fine movie in and of itself, but I like the one with Steve Martin. I did the, the remakes from the nineties. Or maybe mm-hmm. early two thousands. I enjoyed those. I thought I thought he did a good job. You know, I'm looking. I see another Disney uh, Pixar film, Finding Nemo. I was. Yeah. I, I, I would say uh, what's his name, Marlon. 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 <laughs> I don't think it's Marlon. <laughs> Where's my son? Well, I mean, if we're gonna continue to rag on on him for uh, a minute, I mean, because the Godfather's on here, which I mean. I guess. I mean, he he does everything to protect his family, but he kind of put them in that position in the first goddamn place. Like, motherfucker, yeah. you could have just as easily ran all of old company. You didn't have to fucking, um, you know, we will have to make this, you know, make him an offer. No, you could have just not made an offer. You could have just not done that. Yeah. Motherfucker. Um, but then you get into one. See, here's another one where I'm not sure it's a good dad, but it's it, it's an it's certainly an iconic dad and a fun dad, and that's. Hey, you know Henry Jones Senior from Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. You know, Junior. Um, very good. Um, Thank you. but yes. like, is he a good dad? 
No. 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 No, it's not. They 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 finally There are worse dads on this list, just to say, but yeah. He's he's middle ground. He's not the worst dad. He's not not nearly the best dad. They work their shit out where they have a mutual respect for each other, but it's at the very end of the goddamn movie. Sure. But I mean he for example, he knows calling him Junior pisses off Indiana. And he only calls him Indiana one time and he's like I, I need you to pay attention to let go of the grail, motherfucker. I'm trying. Like, I'm an old ass man. I'm trying to. I was dead 30 seconds ago. Like, I'm hauling your ass <laughs> right, up. Let's right, right, right. Now, see, so, here's yeah. a here's a here's a kind of a questionable one, but I get it. I think, and that's Tron Legacy, where you get Jeff Bridges. I know you're not a big Tron guy, but like he, as a dad in that role, he actually does a pretty good job. So I I kind of have to give him that one. I'm okay with. Um, I'll, I'll take your word for it. It's but, been a butt fucked long time since I've seen it. I love that movie. Um, you would but, love the video room now, yeah, because we have a we have uh, a giant wall of Tron Legacy where it's three separate posters that if you push together equal uh, one long stretched out poster, and yeah. that's like the backdrop and behind the counter now. All right, well, promise me something. If when the place closes, um, wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Then you'll get those off the wall no, and send I'm, them to me. No, I'm not promising you shit now. <laughs> you can buy those yourself, you uh, sack of shit. <laughs> um, but here's a here's a good one. This is a good one, in my opinion. Um, Mr. Mom, Michael Keaton in that movie. I think, I mean, he's learning, but he's it's all positive steps. Like, he's making yeah. attempts, you know? So, that's yeah. a good one. Um, I I got one, and it's right next to it. And I, I don't think you've seen it. Otherwise, Life you is Beautiful. Have you seen that movie? No, I have not. I don't even know anything about it. Okay. I I have to tell you a little bit about it because it is one of it's. Have you, do you like any foreign films ever? Uh, I guess. I mean, there have been movies I've seen that I don't even know are foreign films. So, sure. Well, okay. I could argue. You Just, could, I could understand if you said, like, oh, I watched a movie. I didn't realize it was Canadian. Well, like, that's what I'm. Is that just, what you mean? No, yeah, or, or there are, there have been films that we even when we done the Oscars where they've come up in the foreign film section of the nominations. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't realize that was a foreign film. So all yeah. right, well, Life is Beautiful is an Italian film, <clears throat> and it is uh, written, starring, and directed by Roberto Benigni. Uh, I know that name. And he, I know that. Yeah, he 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 did that live action Pinocchio in like the late '90s, and it was awful. Okay. Grown ass man playing fucking Pinocchio is weird. Um, but the movie is the it's two halves. The first half is as uh, Italy in the mid '30s, and he is courting this upper class Italian woman. It's all about how he falls in love and romances the shit out of this woman who's engaged to another man. And Benigni's character is, is, is full of wit, but he's also kind of like this rubber boned man. Like he's kind of like a lovable Mr. Bean or a Charlie Chaplin. He, he uses a lot of physical comedy and a lot of facial expressions and a lot of wit and he's quick witted. Okay. And then the second half of the film uh, is like eight years later or five, six, seven years later. And it's right in the middle of, of uh, Nazi Germany and how his, he and his son get picked up for being Jewish, mm. Italian Jews, but still Jewish nonetheless. And 
thrown in the concentration camp and how the the wife can't bear to not have her family. So she uh, uh, volunteers, I guess, to be in uh, the woman's side of the same camp and how the death. So Benigni's character is so desperate of hiding the horrors of around them to his son. So he tells him that it's a fucking game that you have to follow these rules. And the, the guys, the, the, the people running the game are these loud, angry Germans. And if you lose, uh, then you lose points and you, and little things like you can't, you know, you have to be always be quiet. You know, don't don't speak. Yada yada. yada. He he hides them among, amongst a bunch of German kids and says, "Don't speak." And he tells them that if you know whoever wins first prize gets a tank. It, uh, it, it look, man, it is one it's of the a most, weird prize. Well, because this kid has a toy tank, so he's saying you get a real tank. Gotcha. It's it is one of the it is one of the most most beautiful films I've ever seen. It's hysterical. It's heartbreaking. It is everybody should see it. And 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 I gotta say, you want to talk about who is a fucking great dad is that character because he just how do you hide the fucking Holocaust to your seven year old? Yeah, 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 yeah. And That's... he does it so effectively at the same time. Sometimes with a gun near his fucking head, like that's how crazy it is. And and. Oh man! Promise me you'll one of these days you'll fucking watch. It. I'll watch whatever the what was I supposed to watch? There's like four things you're supposed to watch, so pick one. Um, All right. But I get a couple more. I, first, I have one that's a question for you because I've actually never seen the movie. You may not either, but you have a higher chance to have seen it than me. So, because mm-hmm. uh, I've always heard this character was not very good, but but uh, Clark Griswold from National uh-huh. Lampoon's Vacation. You know. I'm not overly fond of of Chevy Chase or Chevy Chase movies. Sure. To be perfectly honest, um, I would say Clark Griswold is one of those dads that's trying to give his kids the good life. He's not a mean dad, but he's kind of just aloof. Well, a lot of these of a- dads that we've said were bad dads weren't necessarily mean. They were just like like Homer. He's not. Mean, he's just dumb. You know? I just don't. I, let me put it this way: they recast his children so many goddamn times throughout yeah. the movies. They might, maybe that's maybe <laughs> that he he's an awful dad in because they did a pseudo sequel remake just called Vacation. Yeah, was, I remember. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's awful in that. He he is the complete far awful version of how his character was in the beginning in the of the film. One, yeah. Yeah, he he's grown to be complete dick. Um, um, I noticed on this list they fucking include Jaws. Well, that's what I was just about, about to say. Brody? I would I was wondering what like the shark did the shark have a kid that we didn't know about? What the fuck? I um, always kind of an, I actually always kind of assumed that the shark was female. Actually, well there you go. Um, also, the, another one I think is an odd choice, but not necessarily a bad one is the one right next to that, and that's Batman Begins. Now here's here's the thing though. This is really, of all the Batman movies that there have been, this is the only one where you really get a good look at his father. Mm-hmm. So, and the interaction between him and his parents. Because they don't yeah. really have interaction in any of the other Batman movies that I've seen. So, right. I I kind of get it, but it's, it is an interesting pick, you know? It's, um, a, it's a stretch. It, I think that was like, shit, we ran out of uh, dads. Well, fuck it, you know? 
Thomas Wayne is at least technically alive for three minutes in this movie, so he qualifies, right? And and consequently, like Austin Powers and Goldmember, like I uh, no, you know, so he, no, he was an awful dad. Yeah, Michael. Well, again, these, Nigel these Powers again, is an awful dad. These again, I think, are not necessarily whether they're the good or bad, but just the no. It's just this is a list of dads, right? And iconic dads, because then, because then you have another one. Here's another one that <sighs> I kind of have to argue against, and it's not because I think he's a bad dad, but you don't really get enough visual of him with his dad, and that's Russell Crowe's character from Gladiator. You really don't see him as a dad in that movie very much. You know, you want to. You know what's funny? It's the kid who plays his kid who gets run over by the fucking horses and shit. And hung, ultimately, I believe. Well, yeah, yeah, and set on fire. Yeah. yeah. That kid plays the kid in Life is Beautiful. I was just telling you about Oh, it. no shit. There you go. No shit. So, but I mean, again, that's not, you know, like, you don't really see him much as dad there. So, like, that doesn't feel like I mean, a... he is a dad, but he's right. not, yeah, yeah, he's not doing anything. I mean, ultimately, what's his... I mean, even then, he, like, moves on. He starts banging Connie Nielsen. So, like... No, not really. He doesn't actually bang anyone in that movie that I, I recall. Thought he, I thought... Oh, he tries. He makes out with her a little, a little bit. No, I, I don't even think that happens. I thought... I think there might be a director's cut I've seen. Or, oh, maybe I, 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 I swear they started making out. Oh, okay. Or, uh, yeah. Um, then you have <sighs> Kick-Ass. Um... <laughs> That, that's a stretch. I agree. I agree. But again, this is a, I think this list is more about the iconicism as opposed to the... How fucking iconic is that dad? He's not. He's, he's not he's really. In, I agree. He, well, he, I mean, to the same degree, Juno's on this list. And I don't think the dad in that is very... Unless they're talking about Jason Bateman's character, which maybe, but... I think they're arguing J.K. Simmons. I think so, too. But I'm just saying, like... I think he was okay, dad. I think he handled the fact that his daughter is pregnant pretty well. Yeah, but I it doesn't like it's, compared to some of these other ones on this list that we've talked about. I don't go there. You know what I mean? He, like he's, I would say he's more of an iconic dad than fucking Kickass's dad. Maybe so, but he's not more iconic than fucking Sean Connery as Henry Jones Senior either. Very you know? true, but he's he's more or even fucking... or even Brando as Superman's dad. As much as he, we might hate the performance, it's still more iconic. <laughs> you know. Right. I mean, I'll, I'll give you that, but I just... The I, last one on this list, and I'm not saying we're done the conversation per se, but the last one on this list that I really would like to talk about is, and it may not be much to talk about, is is Wall Street um, with Martin Sheen playing <laughs> Charlie Sheen's dad in, in the movie, but he that's a that's a dad that has some, some gravity to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I... Um. I I'm a huge fan of both Wall Street movies. Certainly the first one more than the second one, but I, I definitely like them both. I've um, never seen the second one. Second one's okay. Um, I think you would hate it strictly based on who the main character is. Shia. Um, I, yeah. You know, I don't hate Shia as an actor. Okay. I just didn't like shoving him into the, into no, the I, Jones franchise. I just thought you didn't like him. I have, I you know, I <laughs> I dated someone who may or may not have dated him. I don't know yeah, what, if any, anything she told me is true. So I do have kind of a fucking, every time I look at Shia, I'm like, ah, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but, but it's not like I can't fucking, right. like, it, let's say it's true. It's not, it's, it has nothing, I mean, it's not his fault. He just happened to date a woman that I did. I mean, right, if that's right. true. Yeah, if I think I just have such a negative connotation with the woman that I'm like, 
anybody associated with her. Sure. I mean, Doug, Doug Frankel allegedly taught her. Oh, well, there you go. But we don't it's, hate Doug. Yeah. Doug's good people. Um, no. But anyway, he, the, Wall Street, I think, is a great movie. And I think there's a great dynamic between him and his father in that movie. And, and not just because they are in real life father and son, you know. No. But, you know, but at the at the same time, I think I think they play all well off each other. I mean, and it's in that same regard. If we're going to stay in the family for a minute, and he's not technically a father, but Emilio Estevez in the Muddy Ducks movies is a really good parental figure to Joshua Jackson's character. It's been a minute since I've seen those. At least see the first movie, but it's it's funny you brought up Emilio because Emilio made a movie called The Way. Okay, Have you heard of it? Have you heard no. of it? No. Oh, it's on this list though. So is it? Yeah, it's on page one about. Halfway down, next to Austin Powers. Oh, yeah, great. So, Steph uh, introduced that to me about a month and a half, two months ago. The way. And the premise is uh, his son. Can I just say real quick that it's great to hear that she introduces you to movies? Because I feel like most of the time you're introducing her to stuff. So, I mean, it prominently it is me introducing movies to her. But still, it's good. We're going to watch this. but, But yeah, I mean, I mean, and honestly, The Way is a really good film, and it's directed by Emilio, and Emilio plays Emilio's character. Uh, he wrote died. it too. He wrote it too. Yeah. I think it's it's inspired by a real life thing. So, and and stories of this thing. It's all about this walk from one. Isn't it's in Spain? So, uh, one part in Spain where they progress it's a long hike journey that people do it's sort of a spiritual catholic hike essentially and emilio dies as he begins it and we don't see it i mean we we kind of get flashes of martin sheen imagining what could have happened so he decides is he playing as he, his father in yes yeah, so, so it's so father what, son just like again father, son. yeah yeah and 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 daughter father too his daughter's in this really yeah um character the the actress his name is um renee estevez and she Uh plays doreen i didn't see it so i can't i don't remember she may i don't i don't remember uh the daughter but um do you you know you we look at martin sheen and charlie sheen we're like oh my god the resemblance is uncanny fuck dude you watch this movie, you're like, holy shit, it's young Martin Sheen and old Martin Sheen. Yeah, probably. And that doesn't surprise so what me. It, so he goes to Spain to pick up his son's remains, his ashes, and then he gets inspired to, to make the journey. And and every time he stops at like a rest stop or a landmark, he spreads his son's ashes. Uh, so his son is making the journey too. It's mm. it's a good film, and it's... it's um. That's a good dad because he wasn't a good dad. A lot of what he's doing is he's reflecting on how he and his son fucking fought all the time. Look, I'm not I'm not against uh, families working together, but can I talk about that nepotism here for a minute? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Renee wow. Estevez has been in. Well, she was in Lethal Weapon as an underage hooker. I'm trying to remember huh? who that was. I don't remember. Lethal Weapon as an underage hooker. Was she, she wasn't the hooker in the beginning that died, that jumps. I don't know. It just says underage hooker uncredited. So I don't, I don't have a name. I don't know. Uh, no, no, because she, she had the, a name. The one at jump had a name. I can't remember what it was right now, but it's Maybe she, she was the one in the tape. Could have been. 
Yeah, that's probably true. Um, but then she's Damn, also we saw a little bit more of the we saw a little bit more of the sh- machine than we knew. Yeah, but she's also in Heather's as who Betty Finn. Oh, I thought she was a Heather for a second. No, I'm she's like, not what? a Heather. Um, but then she where I saw where and then she's in the West Wing. Well, that makes fucking sense. Yeah, yeah. She's in. Well, I mean, no, she's also in that. Ad- and then just to go back to something we talked about earlier, she's she's in um, Adam's Family Reunion, the TV movie. Okay. Um, you know you, you, what nepotism? I mean, the first two things you I, said. I just, and- I, it, it seemed like it more, but now you're right. I, I guess it just seemed like she was in a lot of things with her family, but I guess I was wrong. But I think Ramon, who is another Sheen, Ramon Estevez, is always kind of. In the background, I think he's. I think he has been in a lot of Estevez and Sheen movies. But you know, if we're really pushing that, I think it's more the Cusacks are more known for that. Oh, every for time sure. John Cusack's in a fucking movie, he's got it. No matter what, he's got Joan in it, but he's also got Ann Cusack, and there's one other fucking Cus- Bill Cusack. Yeah, and they always feature them in like the. The the fuck you rolls like oh we need someone here give it to my <laughs> give it to my brother fuck well, you I mean doesn't I mean not to get into a whole thing but doesn't that Bill Murray do that with his brother pretty frequently too the difference is that his well he's got a younger brother he's got an older brother there's Brian think- Doyle Murphy and Murray and then there's Joel Murray I'm thinking um, of uh, Brian Doyle more yeah but I, I mean I think they kind of helped each other out I mean Bill obviously has the bigger career but I think Brian helped his career out in the beginning. Um, but, uh, anyway, I didn't mean to go on a thing. I just, it just, it, it looked like a lot. And I guess I was wrong, but anyway, um, another bad dad that immediately jumps out at me. And I mentioned to you pre-show is the dad in American beauty, Kevin Spacey's character. Yeah. Um, and that's I, not, I, fe- I feebly I, made an attempt at an argument. I'm like, well, we didn't really know what he was like before the movie started. And you're like, we work with what we got, and he's awful in that whole fucking movie. I'm like, yeah. yep, you're right, you're yeah. right. Tried to fuck a teenage daughter, uh, teenage, not his teenage daughter, he tried to fuck his teenage daughter's friend. Yeah, um, yeah, Mina Suvari, which, you know, on on a, on a separate note, especially because her and I are the same age, good choice, but, you know. <laughs> oh, I disagree. I oh, I had a huge thing for Mina Savari going all the way back I, to American I, Pie. So I I did too, but her character in American Beauty is oh no so the character no, no 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 I'm not talking about the character I'm talking about Mina herself the the right. individual um yeah well speaking of American Pie you want to talk about a fucking iconic dad oh god yeah that guy. Oh, so Keep funny. it real, homies. Like fucking Eugene Levy as uh, Mr. Livingston, and it's so funny because like when you when you find out about you know um, people like Eugene Levy, you find out that he had, like the first time I ever heard or saw him was the first American Pie. But he's got a pretty extensive career pre American Pie. Oh yeah. You oh know, yeah. You know that you just don't until you you know start deep diving. You don't know. You know, right? Um, but he, you know he, what you just said remind me. Uh, going back to your boy James Cromwell, I think the the first time because for me James Cromwell has always looked like how he's looked, right? Yeah, tall, 
gray haired and all that shit and he's got that green mile green mile and and that and babe and he always looks like that yeah yeah i i <laughs> i was so very surprised when i saw for the first time revenge of the nerds and he's in it and he is like oh my god is that fucking little that'll do big holy shit <laughs> Because he's younger, but he ain't that much younger. But right, his hair right, right. is darker, and and <laughs> that's another one. You're like, oh my god, these actors have been in shit that I just haven't seen well, before. I mean, this- yeah. I, you know, it's ironic. And and this here's something that I think this is one of those. This, I I believe this is one of those things that that drives you nuts, and I get why. But he's in Father of the Bride. Eugene Levy, going back to Eugene Levy, he's in mm-hmm. Father of the Bride. And then he's in Father of the Bride 2 as a different character. Oh, he is? Yeah. Well, oh, that, pisses, see, that pisses me I, off. Yeah. I, well, at least I think he is. Cause, okay, so in Father of the Bride 1, he's he's credited as singer at audition. That's mm-hmm. the credit. There's no name to the character, so I, I don't know. So in, it could be the same character, but we don't know. In the this, build well, differently. Well, I don't know how well you remember these movies, but in the second one... I've only seen the first one. The second one, he's a character named Mr. Habib. I, I, I have no fucking yeah. idea. So maybe we have to do some research on that later. But I'm <laughs> I'm going to venture to say those are two different characters. I'm going to go out on a limb there and say those are two different characters. But he's also, rem- going back to what we were talking about, he's also a National Lampoon's vacation. He's the car salesman, according to this. Oh, shit. You know, I think I think the the thing is I've seen Christmas Vacation more than I've seen the other. I think vacations. I think most people have. To be fair, yeah. I think that's yeah. I, I I feel like that's the more popular of the original Vacation lineup. In terms of Christmas movies, it's a decent one. Um, it's, yeah, it, it's entertaining. It's right up there for me with Christmas Story, and that I don't really care. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a I weird mean. Bad. Can we, uh, is there any other ones you want to get into? Because I think, I, we've gone pretty around the board. Oh, there's one other yeah. one from this list I feel like we have to mention just because of his, of of what he does. But, but um, you know, Liam Neeson and his cock uh, as in Taken, <laughs> you know, or the Taken series, really. <laughs> I had to. You know I had to. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. It was in Taken Four. Without Liam, um, <laughs> no, I was gonna say it's never been taken. It's never. There you go. Uh, you, so. they, they, it's so stupid that they made a they made a spoof movie like they did like a scary movie. Sure, super, one of those ones, and it was just called Tooken. I don't T-O-O-K-E-N, think I've seen that. Right. because it's like the Irish accent version of Taken. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, there is a dad uh, on this list that I actually... Did you ever see The Pursuit of Happiness? Oh, with, with Will Smith. No, I have not, but I heard it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It, it's 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 one of those movies where it's like, you know they're trying to like show you how fucked up this, this guy's situation is. So you can be sad. It's, it's a heart-wrenching story all about single dad... Raising his kid on the on the, on the verge of being homeless numerous times, and sure. I was just trying to fucking better his life. The thing is, it's a true goddamn story. So it's mm. it's him. It, it what you see is is a lot. I mean, I'm sure they fictionalize some shit, but they do a really good job. I mean, it's I know people that have seen the movie like, oh, I fucking hate that movie. It's so goddamn manipulative and just trying to make me cry. And I'm like, well, I mean, it, 
some movies try to make people cry. I mean, horror movies try to scare you. Like, what the fuck's the big deal, bitch? Michael, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Other than that, I I, uh, I'm looking at this list. I can't really think of. No, I I think I think we've covered fathers pretty well. I mean, we've talked about good ones, we've talked about bad ones, and and misrepresented ones. I think we've we've handled this pretty well. Well, I like I, I like the fact that the only two foreign movies that are on this list are both Italian because the other Italian flick is The Bicycle Thieves. I mean, that's another good dad heavy Dago movie. <laughs> it's this this guy um gets a job where he's like a he's a um not a messenger, but he has to travel on a bicycle and the bicycle is provided. Without the bicycle, he can't do the job. And this is right after World War II and he's like everyone's struggling and shit. Sure. So his bicycle gets stolen. So it's him and his son desperately running around Italy trying to find this this damn bicycle. And it's uh So it's Pee Wee's Italian adventure? <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it like that. <laughs> yeah. Buongiorno! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, CJ? You want me to say what? You want me to keep talking after we were talking for how many goddamn hours? Let's leave these poor people alone, okay? Fine. CJ wants me to do a proper closing, but I'm not going to say the same shit that he's always said for every goddamn other episode. If you don't like it, you could blame his ass. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcast. Or you could simply Google us. Though, if you're listening to this message, you probably did do that. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Seriously, we're not just saying that because we want to. We need your acceptance. Podeskew is a proud member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. If you need to shout at them or thank them for supplying our awesomeness, reach them at bigheadsmedia.com. Or... Follow their big-ass heads on Twitter at Big Heads Media. If you want to agree with or yell at us, especially CJ, follow him and me and the show on Twitter. The show is at Potaskew. I am at Rance Rico. And CJ is at M underscore Blade. Don't ask me why. I still don't know. Some secrets are best left alone. We want to thank Logo Mike for our logo. That's why we call him Logo Mike. If you want or need some good art, hit them up at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. It's worth it. You can help a starving artist today. We got to give a big sloppy thank you to Samuel Levins for all the original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. When life gives you Sam Lemons, you better pucker up. And finally, we have to thank all of you. Well, we don't have to. We want to. It really does mean a lot to CJ and I that you guys have prioritized your time listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. Now, since I still have your attention, I think you have all been missing one of the best parts of every episode. The damn it. So therefore, you all have to listen to the damn it. Think of it as a MCU bonus credit scene. There, that fucking better? I came here to save you. Oh, yeah? And who's going to come to save you, Junior? I told you! Don't call me Junior. Damn it!
Se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia.